This week on Tapping In, we're going to be talking all about, are you getting what you want out of jiu-jitsu? And there's a couple reasons why you are. There's probably a couple reasons why you're not. How do you know if you're at the right academy for you? How do you know if you're in the right culture? Are you getting the proper return on your investment? And what are you actually investing into your jiu-jitsu? Something we really have to talk about and something sometimes we really have to just look inside ourselves to get the answers to those questions. This is Tapping In Episode 69. As always, please make sure to like, follow, and share. Thank you for listening this long. Enjoy the show. Yeah, we're back, baby. Back. We are back in town. Back. We are sweating. There is no air in the school. <laughs> Fourth summer in a row. We I are a consistent. Real nice, I got a real nice uh, uh, roll tonight as far as like sweat. It was awesome. Oh, dude, I'm surprised there's no alligators in here with all the swamp ass that was probably happening. It was so hot and moist. That thankfully, goes out. Thankfully, nobody stunk too bad tonight. No, you know, I think people know because it's hot. They're like, I okay. I have to wash. You're gonna class. Stand, you're gonna stand out if you're the stinky guy today. <laughs> you know, because there's some guys that are, you know, some guys and you know maybe a gal or here or there, but it's almost never the girls. It's but, never the girls. I mean, every now and then you get uh, some just guys that yeah. just don't want to wash. No, I mean for the most part everyone's pretty good, but heat changes things. <laughs> it changes things. Like if you're the guy that never smells, right. You might smell when it's hot. So everyone kind of revamps it. Perfect example, uh Steve Worthington. Mhm. Yesterday in between classes I'm like, you changed your rash guard. He's right. like, "Yeah, I did." He goes, "It's hot as hell in here." Steve he goes, cares. He's like, "And I reapplied deodorant." He goes, "Don't want to be the stinky guy." And I'm like, he "Yeah, cares. that's a, and that's a good lesson like for and this should go for everyone. If you like to do those double sessions and really get it in right, and it's right, hot, right. Yeah, yeah. bring an extra rash guard. That's a good idea. And I know some people are like, oh, but I get so hot and it's right. hard. And it's true. It's it's hard to put on a new fresh rash guard. Here's a solution to that. Wait a minute. Steve actually does that? He did. Yeah. I have so no hot. respect for that, man. He did it yesterday. I was like, is that Absolutely. My respect has gone way up now. But my advice to people who don't like going from rash guard to rash guard, for the first class, wear a t-shirt. Ah, Get okay. your sweat going. Dig it. And then if you want to get a live round afterwards, go for it. Then when you change, now it's easier to put on the rash guard. Like or get a dry fit shirt. This is, this, know, bring this is in the a kind towel. of strategic thinking that has taken you to another Dude, level. I, I remember early days training in the heat. You know, Ricardo used to like to turn up the thermostat. Mm -hmm. You know, you're bringing an extra rash guard. Or you're bringing an extra gi in some cases. Like, right. I got to change this. This is gross. But that goes into the whole thing of where, like, there are some schools that strategically heat the, the place up. So I will say this, Ricardo never did it for regular class, but he would do it for like MMA training or competition training. Okay. I'll never forget there was one day. Start cooking everybody, yeah. Dude, there was one day. It became difficult to like take a wrestling shot. Like you'd shoot <laughs> and you, I mean, you could shoot from 10 feet away because you'd be like, right. Right. you just hydroplane. <laughs> just sliding right just over. blew out everyone's speaker. You would just hydroplane right across the mat. Right. And if someone sprawled on you, you're just... Like <laughs> you're both gone. You wouldn't land. You would yeah. just like skate across the mats. It was slippery. Guys were doing like 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 hydroplaning across the mat. Right. And someone at the end was like, "Man, professor, it was really hot today." Go, like, man. <laughs> I turned the thermostat to eighty nine. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "Why would you do that?" 
But like, even he said it in a way where he's like, that might have been too hot. <laughs> like, it was the middle of summer. It's trial and error, man. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> it was like middle of summer, and it was like, holy shit, we were dying. <laughs> like, we were like, this is really hot. <laughs> so we're like, all right, so there's obviously a benefit to it. You yeah. get you get your uh, your body used to that. I guess it's almost like training at altitude kind of thing. I, I think it's just you know you want to train in those shitty environments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you want to be dogs. You want to be tired. Yeah. You want to be uncomfortable. And like, you know, it, it's it's an old cliche. But and it's the sweat factor too. Like, yeah, you can't get a hold slippery, of people. You can't. It's it's a lot of different variables. Yeah. But you know, it just sucked. There are some guys that like get a little bit more slick than others. And, oh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> Grease. Exactly. Well, I'm not even grease. talking about grease. I'm just talking about guys that just like a little harder to grab a hold of. Bro, you got fucking guys like drinking olive oil before they. Oh, is that the move? Seeps through their pores. <laughs> is that seriously yeah, a move? Yeah, there's, I don't know. <laughs> Manny's always super greasy. I'm like, why do you grease? He goes, bro, I just apply lotion. I don't want to have dry skin. But then when he sweats, I'm like, Jesus! Like it's like wrestling with a bottle of Lubriderm. What's happening right now? Like, why are you so shiny? <laughs> and same thing with girls. Like, girls are tough because they'll shave their legs and their arms. So yeah, now there's no yeah. hair creating no, any I hear friction. You. I hear and you. you're just like sliding yeah. off things right away. Yeah, but some girls will like, uh, I'm not naming names or anything like that, but I've rolled with a few girls that just like apply the cologne a little much, you know, or they, they have something on them that's just. I will say this, though, because I've, I've trained with some, some women that, you know, kind of spray. But I will say they kind of learn very quickly. Like, don't do that. Please shit. Yeah. stop. Yeah. Like, I don't mind if you do like a quick spray and then walk into right, it. That's right, right. lovely. Yeah. Um, my problem is like if I roll with a woman that's wearing perfume like that, I gotta roll with like four dudes afterwards. Because <laughs> Just if to get I, off of you. <laughs> oh, dude, I come home and Steph's right. like, "Why do you smell like perfume?" I'm like, "Oh, I was training with a woman tonight." We were rolling around. No matter how you sell it, it doesn't she sound puts, good. She puts that excuse in the in the her mental book and like, yeah. uh, let's see if there's a yeah. consistent pattern. Here. Yeah, that's also the night that like I did cupping and I got all right. like, little hickeys on my <laughs> fucking neck. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, just. I had a discussion with uh, with Pookie a few times. She's like, uh, "What's it like rolling with a girl?" And I said, "Look, take the whole sexual thing out." You know, take the whole boobs and whatever body parts in this thing. Just take it out of there. It's a strength difference. Mm -hmm. There is a mobility difference. However, I, I've rolled with a number of girls that are really, really technically so good. They that keep going. You know, what I'm getting at is this, that when I, you know, trying to explain this to my wife, where she thinks there's a sexual aspect mm -mm. to this whole thing. No, 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 not at all. That's mm -mm. the whole point. There are girls that are really trying to get good at this whole thing, and you know that's why I totally applaud women in uh, BJJ because they are really, really committed to it nine out of ten times. I, I feel like if you are able to make a round with a female sexual, mm -hmm. you're not properly rolling. You're you're purposely not. trying to make that round sexual. Yeah. You're going out of your way to make forget it feel the that word way. sexual. You're trying to make it a weird thing. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. That's the word. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If I'm going with a woman mm -hmm. and the first thing you said is there's there's a strength issue right away. Right. I know. I don't care how strong the woman is in this school unless you got like Gabby Garcia coming in here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a lot bigger and stronger. Right. Okay. So I take that completely off the table and I'm like, all right. I've really got to work my technique. My mm -hmm. technique is going to be That's what I'm getting flawless. at. And girls are fucking good. They're tough, man. When they get that technique down. And you start realizing like, 
oh, this round became very difficult. <laughs> yes. This is a very tough round. I can't put this girl away. Perfect example. Felicia Doty's tough, man. Oh, she's fantastic. I, I'll roll with tough Felicia. Kid. And after tough like two kid. minutes, I'm like, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> I was, I was a wrap. Like, I was like, now nah, you're going to get kicked <laughs> in the chest. And that's a wrap. And she wants it. She's like, I don't I care. I know. I don't care. You get on her ankle. She's like, break it. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Woman, um, what is your... Oh, I used to love when her brother was here. Dotes. Um, love that kid. Shout out to Alex Doty. He yep. now trains... Where does he train now? He trains at like some He's shit JT school Torres, somewhere. I think. Oh, yeah. JT Torres School. <laughs> he trains at Essential with JT. And uh, great school. I was so happy when he told me who was... I was like, dude, right. you got to go to JT's. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, man... Having this is this is a whole different dynamic when you have a brother and sister at your school mm. and they're around the same skill level. Oh my god, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. They were going he, after each they other. They would kill each yeah. other. They would kill each yeah. other. Forget and the whole boy girl thing. They were really going after it each was, other. It was two siblings without yeah. the parents stopping them. It's like now we go <laughs> exactly. mushing the face, exactly. knee on the neck. He locked a heel hook one time. She's like, rip it, just fucking rip it. And I'm like, uh, Felicia, there's children here. And he's like, I'll That's break awesome. it. I'll break it. <laughs> and then he tries to finish. She got out. She's like, yeah, you're not like like trash talking him. I'm wow. like, whoa, what is happening She's right now? She's not that way either. That's weird. I've seen her open it up a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. But she she wants to roll with everyone, get every round in. Uh, but she's one of those rounds where I'm like, I really got to do everything right. Because mm -hmm. one little mistake. Yeah. You know, she'll get on your leg. She'll go, you know, she'll get an outside heel hook. She's setting things up. Yeah. You know, she inverts really well. Talented girl, talented kid. Better forget the forget the girl part. She's a talented. BJ she's very person. talented. Yeah. Uh, you know, but she's one of those where I don't think competition is really something she cares about. And I would never force competition on someone. Yeah, but let's move it on for a second. Like, for a woman, forget you know, forget the the whole uh, girl thing. Let, let's just talk about a, a mature woman because we've got a few older uh, women in yeah. our classes. Which is awesome. I admire the I love hell that. out of that because they work really, really hard and they're learning technically how to move. And it's yeah. a really, really interesting uh, process and to watch. What I love about it. I just it, admire the hell out of them. Yeah. And our, and our female group is growing as well, mm -hmm. which is, it's so hard to grow a female program. But what I love about it is they love training with each other. They got their little girl group and that's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. But- they don't shy away from training with the guys. That's what I was going and to say. Yeah. The guys here go, I don't want to say they go out of their way, but you know, they take pride in, Hey, let's work on this. Let's do this. And they're mm -hmm. trying to get these girls better. Yeah. And then when they have these rounds, they're super technical rounds and they're tough rounds. And yeah. then now it eliminates that whole, I'm a guy, you're a girl. It eliminates that awkwardness. It's like we're teammates and we're going to have a good time and I'm going to make you better and you're going to be tough. And yeah. every now and then they'll catch something. You're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And then they get tough. And you're like, you just want another training partner. I've never had uh, an awkward experience on the mat training with a female. Yeah. I mean, it's a maturity factor too. It is. It really is. It, but I don't see that, you know, I, I, God forbid I ever hear about it, you know, in the school, somebody hurting one of these, these girls in, in that kind of way. I don't, I can't imagine anybody in our school doing that but i will say this that uh i could see how it could get weird to the average person looking at it through the window yes 
Do you know what I'm saying? They yes. just don't realize what these girls are trying to accomplish. They don't really understand what's happening. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They're, all they see is, you know, a girl on top of you. Yeah, or they vice versa. Or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. And they don't realize, like, that guy that's on bottom is purposely trying to get out of there. Right. Like, he's trying hard to get out of there without just launching her over. Right, exactly. You're not thinking about anything else. Right. So, yeah. I, I that's that's kind of my vibe on the whole uh, and so i'm trying to explain this to my wife and i'm trying to say look listen it's not like that it, it really isn't uh, you know i'm just feeling a different body on me and i'm feeling a strength yeah. deficit that's the most important thing that's going through my mind i'm not looking to apply strength i'm looking to apply technique yeah and you know i don't know if she got it yeah and when you're trying to apply technique it takes a lot of thought yeah <laughs> That's what it is. Or a lot of forethought. Yeah. Saying yeah. like, she's going to come in this direction. I'm going to yeah. see that off. But, uh, you know, I just gave her my credit card and that kind of solved everything. <laughs> You're like, isn't it prime day? Right. <laughs> Pookie, will you just go to Bloomies already? Oh, dude. Steph was like, babe, there's so many deals for prime day. I'm like, babe, those deals add up. <laughs> I don't know how many sconces we need, but Jesus. <laughs> she's Jeez. a sconce check. I don't know. It sounded good. <laughs> I thought I would fit the joke well when you mentioned sconces. No, Pookie is like a, a, a different kind of math. Like like her thing to me is like, um, if I'll say, what did you pay for that? She'll invariably say less than what she actually paid for it. And then I check my bank statement. I'm like, Pooks, you know, there was like $50 more. Yeah, but I saved money because I brought something back a week ago. And I'm like, babe, babe. That's not how the math works. <laughs> That's not how the math works yeah. here. That money doesn't magically appear in the bank account. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I saw a number. I know. I'm going off that number. Not the number that's I in love your it head. to death, but that's pooky math to me. Like, just, I brought something back last week, so I figured we had it in the account. I don't know how there's Amazon boxes coming to my house every day. <laughs> every day. And none of them have my name. I feel guilty buying stuff. Like when I buy something, I'm like, I do the same thing. I'm like, hey, just a heads up. Right. I bought a t-shirt. <laughs> Stuff's like, how much was it? I'm like, why the fuck do I even got to tell you? Exactly. I don't know what you paid for any of this shit. Right. Uh, some of these Amazon boxes haven't even been opened. Right, right. It's a right. mystery in there. Is it a Christmas <laughs> present? Like, like, are we planning for Hanukkah already? Jesus. Is there a particular thing that you feel weird about telling your wife that you bought? Like, I'll give you an example. I, I really, really like you know, dressing nice stuff, mm-hmm. nice clothing, but I just feel weird about like buying it and just coming home with it. If, if we're not together at the mall, like if I just bought it myself, I, I would probably just stick it in the closet and not tell her. Well, I, I, mm, I think like, like I don't want to say big purchase. Perfect example. I bought myself a new, uh, smartwatch. I noticed yeah. it. I yeah, didn't. I did. I got the new uh, Samsung Galaxy 5. Now, here's the thing. I didn't get it because I'm like a tech guy. I got it because I want to track like my heart rate and calories and my steps and all that dumb stuff. Got it. Um, I did feel kind of guilty buying it, <laughs> even though I used some birthday money that I got okay. to pay for it. And I get to the place and you know, it's like a $400 watch. Okay. And I go to the guy, I'm like, hey. Why is that one over there half off? Right, He's like, right. oh, it's open box. Right. I'm like, give, me give that it one. to me. Absolutely. I'm like, I don't give a shit. For That's someone a gimme. I'm like, give me the open box. Dude. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, somebody didn't like that it was black and they brought it back. I don't give a shit why it's back here. Give it to me. How much? Like, they, they dropped a pretty good price on that. Huge, dude. Yeah, absolutely. 
I wouldn't do like TV open box. Okay. Only because that means like someone actually took it out of the box, took it out, maybe saw, uh, yeah, a, try to put it up, did so. Like there was a lot going on that right. could have gone wrong. Like <laughs> what can go can, wrong? Yeah. yeah, he put it on his wrist. I don't like this. I'm taking it back. And then took it back for. I'd some rather reason. have an Apple Watch. Yeah, got it. Okay. Nah, the battery goes. In, it only lasts two days. I don't like that. Right. Give it back to me, dude. I'll take it. That's fine yeah, with me. Exactly. I don't mind that. Wow. You know, I don't know if I would do open box for a cell phone. Because uh, it went to the person's ear? No, because I don't know what they did on that phone. And then I'd they be okay with it. that. I'd be okay with that. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah. They, like, yeah. Like, did you like, <laughs> like, was there a virus on there? Did you download an app that did totally Facebook, fucked it up? Like, are they tracking me now? Yeah. Like, like where, like, like, did this phone ping where there was a murder? Like, right. I, <laughs> like we traced it back the to old Miguel murder Hages. scene like, ping. <laughs> like, I haven't been in Pennsylvania. This cell phone has. Well, news to me. And now, either way, I still have to get a lawyer now. Exactly. To explain that I was not there at all. <laughs> and I'm fucking brown, so it's going to be a tough sound. <laughs> like, I'm Jewish. What are you talking about? We don't kill people. Don't even get started. Oh, man. Anyway, so does Stephanie have pookie math, though? Like, or does she... This is what I spent on it, and she's cool with that. No, Stephanie's, she's like really- Like, she's pretty honest. She's really fucking good. I mean, here's the thing. I don't ask questions about okay. that. She's, uh, I always tell people, like, I'm like the CEO of the family. Like, I handle the big decisions. Uh-huh. I'm the one who's like, we're doing this, we're doing this, right. we're not doing that. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to fucking grind, make money, right. don't ask questions is what we're doing. It's how we're moving. The, this is how the business is moving. This is the direction it's of the company. It's business, boys. Yeah. Got it. I'm the one that says, hey, we're going to pay Michael Jordan that money. Nice. She's the CFO. Says you can't. So pay I him say, this yeah. I'm like, we're gonna we not pay yeah, this guy. I'm like, we're paying Michael that much money. Do we have that much money? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who do we need to let go yeah. in this corporation? I'm Joe Shane. <laughs> She's the one who's like, we are over the cap. So she handles all that. She handles all the bills. Like, okay. Once a month, Steph's like, I gotta pay the bills tonight. I'm like, I'm gonna do the dishes. <laughs> I don't handle that. Like, I don't know. Like, I know there's light. There's heat. We have television. Bills are get bills are getting paid somehow. Yeah, you know, there's not a lock on my door. That's it. Yeah, I I'm pay, an auto pay guy. Oh, I, yeah, I love oh, auto yeah. pay too. But the only problem is, is like, like when they, I'll give you for instance, like I have T-Mobile, and they'll jack up the price on me, on and I'm unaware of that. Ah, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, or Comcast, they'll jack up the price on me, and I'm so not now aware. the math isn't clicking, and you're like, where did this change? Because I really can't stand when I get on the phone with these folks, and I'm like, okay, we're going to give you this deal, and you're only going to pay 130 a month now. I'm like, great, okay. And then like two months later, I get the bill, and it's like buck eighty. Yeah, I'm like, where did this shift into high gear? They're like, oh, well, you have to pay for the box, right? <laughs> and you have to pay for the fact that we're giving you that cable. It's like, <laughs> right. but that's why I pay for cable, right? But, and everyone, have, but everyone's got strategies, right? Why don't you call in and like say you're going to get go to like you know AT and T or Sprint or something like that, dude? I was everyone's just got a fucking say, strategy, and I'm every, like, and I feel uh, like a dumbass for not having this strategy. That's everyone's advice. You yeah. should have told them you're going to cancel. And that, switch. That's I'm it. like, I why do I have to do that? <laughs> right? Give me just the lowest give fucking me the price. Fucking deal. Right? Just give me the deal. Yeah. That's like the whole thing at like car dealerships. Yes. Every time. It's like, oh, you know, how does this sound? No. <laughs> I told you I want to pay this much a month. Right. All right. Let me go back there. I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Offer right. number two. How does this sound? 
No. Just give me the best fucking deal. Yeah. Then they come back the third time with the GM. He's like, hey, so here's, you know, we're able to sit down. You know, you got a great credit score. We found a bank. How does this look? And it's like, why couldn't we do that fucking the first From time? The start. Exactly. The first time. Yeah. That's why I will say when yeah. I bought the truck. Okay. This was the one, two, three, four, fifth vehicle purchased from auto lenders. Okay. Now, not by me. Okay. I bought my Lincoln. My sister got her car. Got my it, mom got, got it, her got car. She okay. took it back. I know. So by the time I went there, they were, you know, great rapport. And everyone did exactly what I did. Right. I'm like, this is how we, this is how we get down. Okay. This is the deal that I want. So when I went for the truck, he's like, uh, he's like, how do you like it? I was like, I fucking love it. He's like, take it for a test drive. I was like, all right. Go for the test drive. I come back. He's like, what do you think? I was like, Anthony. That's the guy's name. Anthony from Auto Lenders of Princeton. Give him a call. He's the fucking man. Okay. He's like, I thought you would. And just in case you said yes, I started the paperwork. I'm like, <laughs> well, I told you what I wanted my monthly payment to be. He goes, I remember. He goes, so we got you at that number. I got oh, so the gap not bullshitting you around. Oh, oh that's oh. good. Okay. He's like, I gave you exactly what you got. He's like, this much for the down payment. This much for the gap right. insurance, blah, 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 That's blah, blah. That's a successful Here's salesman. monthly payment. That's said, a successful salesman. He's not a shyster. He's no. just a guy that, you know. I said, Anthony, I love you. 45 minutes Beautiful. in and out. Wow. In and out. And that's from the time I shook Anthony's hand and he said, let me go show you the truck to the time I signed and walked out with the truck. 45 okay. minutes. Roy. Okay. So let me throw this at you. Like, what if you spoke to somebody who said, that truck, I got it for $50 less a month. I'd Don't say, you feel like a fucking dork at that point? No, because I'm like you're either full of shit or I'm an or I'm an idiot when it comes to negotiations. No, I'd be like that's fantastic. How much longer did you spend at that car dealership? <laughs> okay, time, time is for, money. I get yeah, it. Time but, is money. I'm not fucking sitting there for four hours. Yeah, but still, to say fifty bucks a month. I, I'll I teach you private. The, I hate those situations where I really feel like I got taken though. Bug I don't feel like I got taken. I feel good. pretty good. Right, listen. I love that truck. I like the way you look in the truck, too. You're a badass. It changed my whole personality. <laughs> Grew out my hair, my beard, started wearing flannel, listening to country. It's also around that, around that time that you got the ADCC. Uh, I did, right? You know, so like something good things happen when good things happen. I'll tell you a true story. That first ADCC, uh, uh-huh. the East Coast Trials, ref the whole first day. Okay. Great day. Got to ref. Really enjoyed it. So proud to be a, a part of ADCC in right. some some you know form. Right. And it was also daylight savings. Go out that night with, you know, Professor Carlos. I got a little tuned up. <laughs> now I'm ready to go to bed. Right. I'm waiting for the last He's like, call. No, Poppy, oh, we got another hour. Dude, that's literally what happened. <laughs> we got a free hour here. They're like, the guy's like, not last call, clunk, daylight savings. And he goes, Poppy, that means more drinks. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I'm like, dude, I got a ready. He goes, bah. he goes, bro, it's going to be semifinals and finals tomorrow. That's not a lot of matches. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. You're right. <laughs> so, kept on partying. Does Carlos I... get sloppy, though? No, nobody yeah. in our group gets okay. sloppy. Problem is, the next day, we had to be downstairs by like 7.30. Oh, God. I didn't get to bed till like 4.30. Right. So, I'm waking up at like... Let me see. Well, it felt like 4.30, but it was probably like 3.30 in the morning. Right. So I'm waking up. So 4.30 is actually 5.30 in your head because you went back an hour. Right. So (laughs) I'm falling asleep at 3.30 in the morning, which is really 4.30. Right. To wake up in three hours. Oof. 
Yeah. And I'm not going to sleep, you know, on the come down. No, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm deep drunk. I wake up in three hours and I'm like, oh, I'm still drunk. I'm pretty sure that first match I was still a little buzzy. Mm, yeah. I was like, shit, this sucks. <laughs> made it through. Made it through the day. Made it through the finals. That's got professionalism. To watch, yeah. Come on. That's I got, professionalism. Yeah, I got through. On the drive home, I was so tired and hung <laughs> oh, over. After like 45 minutes of the drive, I pulled into a Walmart. This was in Atlantic City? AC. Okay, so you're you're coming back yeah. north. I, got, I know I that drive. In, I pulled into a Lowe's, uh-huh. and I took an hour nap. <laughs> I was like, I need, I need to get some of this out of me. But I was in the truck, <laughs> and I remember when I got in the back, I was like, oh, there's a lot of room back here. <laughs> oh, you slept in the bed? No, 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 just in the back seat. Oh, okay, I gotcha. I was like, holy shit. So I was, I, just, I, was, I was like, I need to close my eyes for 20 minutes. Right. And then I laid back and I was like, I wonder if I could lay back there. Because I'd only had the truck for maybe like a month or so. Right. I think that makes sense. Maybe a month or a year. I can't remember. No, it was, it was new. So I laid back there and I was like, oh, this is, this is we're nice. going to turn this into an hour. <laughs> I took an hour nap, got in the car. Right. I think I actually walked into Lowe's and picked something up. And then when I got home. I like replaced whatever we had just to show that you were legitimate in the parking lot. Yes. You know what it was? I had (laughs) to, otherwise uh, you're a vagrant. My mom broke the soap, uh, the little soap plate in the shower. Okay. So I, I went and I bought a new one and then when I got home, that's what Lowe's is for. Yeah. When I got home, I replaced it right away. (laughs) That's how I am. Steph's like, Hey, how was I was like, it's great. I bought the shower thing. I'm going to replace it right now. She goes, Oh, you don't want to sit down. I'm like, nah, I'll Work sit down must when I'm be dead. Done. Work. It's must hard be for done. me to sit down when I know I got shit to do. Like right now, like right All now, right. I gotta, I gotta fix one of the lights in the bathroom at the house. That's already done. I fixed the hole. That's good to go. And then right when I'm ready to get that going, my daughter rips the fucking towel holder off the wall in her bathroom because <laughs> she thinks she's a gymnast and everything's a fucking, <laughs> you know, one of those like pull up bars. So she's just holding onto it. Boom, pulls it out, and I'm like, I just fixed a hole. Now you're creating another hole. Yeah. Why? Why do you hate me? Why do these children want to kill me? All right. So let me throw this by you. You ever get these situations where you're like, it's two in the morning and you're really comfortable in bed and you like, you forgot to put the garbage out. Do you no. get out of bed and throw, pull your, bring the garbage out? No. Or you just like, fuck it. Wait till the next garbage day. Well, I don't have to worry about that, Roy, because I, I don't do. Sleep. I don't sleep. None of my people, none of my, my wife and my son don't do that. Well, and because you sleep until 1 a.m. I sleep one 1 p.m. Right, 1 p.m. Yeah. I'm up at 5 a.m. Okay. So, I so you're just, like, you just bring the garbage out there. I just take the garbage out on my way to the- All right. What about work. if you know lights are on downstairs? Do you get out of bed? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I got to pay for that bill. That, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to see where the threshold was. It's like, and I'm like, you couldn't fucking turn the light out. I'm like, and I just feel like walking by my son's room and like bashing on the door. Like, motherfucker. And I already leave enough lights on at night anyway. Yeah. You know, all the outside lights we leave on. Okay. And that's just fucking, that's that. That's just a waste of money. That's that. No, that's that ghetto mindset. That's growing oh, up. Oh, is that what trend. it is? Yeah. I can't, like a lot of my neighbors leave their houses in the dark. I can't do that because I grew up <laughs> in an area where if your house wasn't lit, people were going to break in. They are going to break in. And nobody could see anything. I got so it. So I've I got the spotlight it. in the front, spotlight in the back, spotlight oh. on the porch. So it, it looks very nice. You know what? That's so weird that you said that because like when I walk the dog late at night, like at two in the morning, three in the morning kind of thing, 
there are different houses in my neighborhood that have a lot of lights on. Mm-hmm. Like I've lived in my neighborhood for 28 years now. No one's ever been robbed in my neighborhood. Right. So it just doesn't occur. It's probably because of the lights. No, I'm just saying that it just doesn't occur. I'm Maybe these folks are moving in from a different part of the... Or they grew up differently. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you right now, especially in this area, people say they don't get robbed. There's a lot of robberies that happen here. In really? Oh, yeah. I never see that. Let me tell you something. School me, babe. There School were me. There were a lot of car robberies happening in this town. Because okay. a lot of people are like, this is Montgomery. Exactly. What can happen here? The 11th wealthiest yeah. town in New Jersey. In New Jersey. As we know now. <laughs> Tuition's about to go up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. My prices are- Heads up. <laughs> my prices are low. Low. You're done being crazy, Eddie. Dude. <laughs> Give me everybody a fucking deal. What's happening around here? I'm slashing prices left, left and right. right. No, we're fucking- We're putting those prices back together. Um so good so, for you you deserve it you fucking have a great school well you know you gotta you know you know we'll get into that whole know, discussion we'll get into that yeah. so um what was happening is a lot of people in montgomery you know just like with most affluent towns don't lock the front door to, right. and, and, yeah, yeah. and i'm guilty of doing dumb shit like this too right because you know you live in the suburbs and you're like yeah whatever now i never leave my front door open and if i did and you tried coming in you get a fucking shot <laughs> And I'm going to have a smile well, on We were my face. talking about the dog that you wanted to get, the cane of Corso. And I'm like, yeah, Rufus. <laughs> don't, Ruf. don't get that dog. They're Love fucking that nuts. Dog. That's what I want. So anyway, so what is it? Oh, so there were a lot of car break-ins. Okay. Funny story. My my friend Bobby, Okay. he just had a, he had someone, he showed me the door cam. It was crazy. Someone tried to break into his wife's Mercedes in the no. middle of the day. Oh, man. And what they do is they have someone park across the street and then someone park on your side of the road. There's two cars. Okay. So if one's got to take off, they can run. Oh, oh, I see yeah, what you're saying. Okay. They block off like both sides of the street. So he had to run out and like grab the guy and wrestle no, the guy. So yeah. Then the was, guy oh, so ran the off. And, Holy shit. Yeah, in the middle of the day. And oh this is, God. this is Metuchen, a very nice area in New Jersey. Decent. It's a nice town. It's not Montgomery. Well, <laughs> there's only 10 other towns that are better. Exactly. Um, but where's the school system rank? Uh, anywho, no, Metuchen is actually a nice area. It's it's like a step nice up from like Edison and all that stuff. Yeah, I like that area. There's a lot of money over there. There's a lot of money over there. Yeah. So, why did I think he was in Freehold though? Like, I don't know area. why he thought he was in Freehold. Uh-huh. So, that was happening in Montgomery because you live in Montgomery and a lot of people don't lock their car doors at night. Right. So I remember I was on like a Facebook group, like uh, it was one of like the Montgomery Facebook groups, and. Like they were saying, like, make sure you lock your doors. This is happening. Wow. And I remember someone wrote, what world do we live in where we can't leave our cars <laughs> unlocked at night? And I want to type the real world, motherfucker. Like, yeah. what, <laughs> like what do you think? Like, yes, Montgomery yeah. is the 11th richest town. But guess what? It's New Jersey, which means yeah. the poorest town is probably only 30 minutes away. Yeah. You got Trenton 30 minutes away from mm-hmm. here. You've got Newark 45 minutes away. Yeah. You got New Brunswick, New Brunswick 20 right minutes away. Absolutely. Like, I get it. You're not that far from Shitsville. I remember living in Hamilton. Yeah. And when I lived in Hamilton, it had just been voted the number one safest town to live in in America. No. Wow. Yes. Huh. Right next door, Trenton. Trenton. Top 10 most dangerous even, even cities. Like, I remember Robbinsville's over there. Lawrence is, is yeah. a little bit of a sketch area. Lawrence. You got Lawrence and Lawrenceville. Yeah. And there's, there's a difference. But so that was my theory was the reason 
Hamilton was so safe is because Trenton was so dangerous right. that the Hamilton cops were just constantly patrolling right, right, that right. like perimeter area. That's the same thing with Short Hills. Since it's yeah. right next to Newark, you get these, the cops are yes. you know bugging up and down the streets. Yeah, and they're always right on that edge. Yeah. And I remember, you know, like, you know, even like when I lived like right on the outskirts of Hamilton, you know, those Hamilton cops, they'd get right behind you. <laughs> and they and then once you What's cut that? into Trenton, they'd turn around. But it was like their way of like, get the fuck out. We're not going to pull you over, but stay out. Wow. So it's like first blood Rambo. It was wild. And then I pull into my house. I'm like, I live in Hamilton. But I literally, <laughs> my with the house that I lived in in Hamilton, <laughs> if I would have lived a block down the street or like one block over, yeah. Trenton. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a bunch of towns like that in Jersey. Yeah. Where yeah. You, you make a wrong turn. Yeah, suddenly like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, Belmar. Belmar is a perfect Borden example. Town. You know, you're in Spring Lake, one of the top 10 yes, richest cities yes, in New Jersey. Yes, yes. You've got Spring Lake, then you've got Belmar, right. and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm in Neptune. Asbury, yeah, the whole thing. And it's like, Asbury's been done up a little bit. It's pretty nice. Okay. But Neptune's still fucking rough. A little weird, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit, this ain't good. <laughs> so, you know, it happens. But yeah, you know, lock your doors. I like to have lights on in the outside. Um, and all my, I will say all my spotlights, though, are... Um, energy efficient well, so the cost isn't much yeah that's really but important. when i wake up i'm flicking all the switches i'm like everything's off everything oh, i think you're giving me the off. climate change uh, nah, discussion nah, nah, i'm turning everything off okay i'm like ain't nobody robbing us right now i'm awake <laughs> and you know i went shooting with steph we did a shooting course that i love so she can shoot she feels a lot more comfortable she's a dangerous now. chick now she's a lot more comfortable okay that's good she does agree though that there should be a smaller handgun in the house that she can handle. Like a twenty-two. No, still a nine millimeter, but like a compact. Like I've got a full a nine mil. Give her a kick, though. Like if she does a twenty-two, that would be a much better. Uh, what the fuck are you stopping with a twenty-two? You could stop people. All they got to hear is just the sound. No, she shot. She did very well with my uh, with my Sig. She shot. The, she okay. shot the Sig P three twenty. She did really well with it. Okay. Um. So that she didn't. She was able to adjust for the kick. Yeah. Okay. And then so now the biggest problem with her was how big it was. That's it, it's that's a, a real size. thing. Yeah. But now you get a compact, like you get a P three sixty five. Right. I got gotcha. you. You know, uh, you know, or I forget what the Glock one is. You know, now that fits her hands well. Right. She can shoot. Still gonna have the same kick, but it's gonna be a smaller. Right. You know, unit in total. The barrel's still nine millimeters. But, so I'm like, hey, baby, any excuse to buy a new gun. <laughs> exactly. You got me right where you want me. And I was like, I'll probably pick up a twelve. In fact, just watching there. you. I'm getting all oh, I've got a sick picture. This it was such a fun time, and it was all downrange stuff. Right. Did so, you go with anybody that we know? So I went with this group called uh, NJ Sharpshooters. Shout out to NJ Sharpshooters and uh, Lucky Lionel Jerome, uh, who runs NJ Sharpshooters. It is a Second Amendment advocacy group. Love it. It's all nonprofit. So when you go there, you just pay for your, you know, you pay for your ammo. And everything, you know, like they, they teach these Ammo's courses. expensive though. Ammo's expensive. Yeah. It's gone down. It was up to almost a dollar a bullet not too long ago. <sighs> but, you know, everything goes back so they can teach these courses. And <clears throat> you have so, your gun rights, but you're not going to charge you $12 right. a fucking box or right. whatever. So, for example, the course that we took, you know, it was $100 a person. Now, that course, if you were to do it through a different company mm-hmm. or even do it through the range, the range that we went to offers it. It's three hundred a person. Wow! They offer. They literally just charge enough so that the instructors can go and take these courses, 
you know, get certified and then they offer it at a very affordable rate. And all you do is just show the certification. You get yeah, you get an affordable yeah. rate. Right. You know, they they'll they'll you know go to events and you know have people get um have people get registered. They'll you know have you start filling out the forms. Like Love they it. really walk you through. They're really trying to just make sure they truly believe that everyone should have access to the Second Amendment. Hell yeah. And the problem is there's a lot of misinformation and people don't know what they don't know. Yeah. You know, and you know, people talk about a lot of illegal guns in inner cities and that's because inner cities, they don't realize like you can get a gun legally. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a clean record, you fill out this form and you got one. Yeah. So it's just information that has to be given. They do a great job with it. So Lionel taught a great course. He's also a fantastic marksman. Uh, he's also got an MMA background. Does That's a skill set, man. Marksmanship is a skill. Uh, we're going to get him in here one day for a podcast. It. That's beautiful. You know, he's also been involved in politics. He's a, been love involved it. with the union. Love he's it. a great guy. Uh, you know, and I've, I've known him for, you know, over a decade at this point. So everything we did was downrange. So, which was cool because you're like, oh, I've never been outside of the box, at least for me. Yeah. So it's all, you know, three yards away five yards away mm-hmm. we did you know start from you know up range and then work your way down intruder situation you know i can hear you i have a gun get out of my house obviously and he then, goes the whole like and scenarios then, right and then wow, shoot pop, pop 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 but keep walking down to them and then make sure you kill them right uh you know we started with just a simple you know right from three yards away uh we did like a 6.1 where it's like standing squatting kneeling Love sitting laying so how long do- was this whole class it was a two-hour course. Oh, wow. That's it beautiful. was awesome, though. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then my sister took second for, like, you know, best shot of the day. She was <laughs> fucking... Apparently, my sister can fucking shoot. Lucky shot. No? She was good? She's good. Okay. Um, She's also taken some lessons. She's actually, like, so... A lot of it is how you see the, uh, you know, the, uh, the sights in your eye, you know? Yeah, so she actually, so myself, her, and Lionel, we are we're all conductors together, and my sister's taken a couple classes with Lionel. Right. So, you know, she's kind of had a little bit of experience, more experience, like you know, being trained. But I remember like the first thing that we did it was just from five yards out, just pop off like your first shot, and then try to stay close and stay. Right. So I had a nice cluster. I was very happy with my cluster. Lionel came over, helped me adjust my elbows, body so I mass, get the proper head, pressure. Where, where were you? All center mass. Okay, center mass. Yeah, center mass. So, you know, I'm right in the middle and I'm like, oh shit, not a bad shot. I'm like, and it's a nice cluster line. I was like, hey man, good job. So I look over on my sister and she looks at me and she like shrugs her shoulders. Dude. She killed it. All five shots. (laughs) Literally. Like she just zippered the guy like boom, 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 boom. Like one right under the other. Wow. That's real good hand control there. That's beautiful. I think she's just got it. And I remember like, I was super excited for her too uh-huh. because this was the first time in our life where she did something and was better than me. And like, I'm super competitive with my sister, but I like that I'm like, hey, like, I'll kill someone if they get in my house, but yeah. you are fucking. You're a marksman. Yeah. You're, you're John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot me here. Got him. <laughs> Bang. Like, like, Dude, she had one. She popped off two rounds and she's like, I missed the second one. And Lionel was like, no. You literally shot it right through the Now, is she, are you guys using laser sights or is it just straight up? uh, So for that one, she used uh, red dot, which is like, so she was using the red dot. Um, I went with iron sights. I like the iron sights, man. I like the red dot. I really do, but I like my iron sights. I just fucking. 
that's what it is. Yeah, but it was a great time. I don't know how we got to that subject, but yeah. Oh, so anyway, so I'm just Steph, glad we did. Steph more comfortable shooting <laughs> okay. because of that class. Now you also feel comfortable now if you're not in the house and shit Much goes down. Better. She feels a lot better yeah. now. Well, one of the one of the exercises too was what happens if you know you have a bad round or a round gets locked. So right. they put like these dummy rounds in there, and it was like you know it was like you know slap cock bang. So it was like, you know, once you, you know, you pull the trigger, nothing happens, boom, slap that round out, cock it, and then fucking shoot. And, little bit. That's amazing. and it was just like, like, but you wouldn't know where it was. They took everyone's, um, everyone's magazine and started putting in random it. spots. Wow. You'd be like, fuck. Sometimes <laughs> they put two in a row. And now, cause now you're like, did it really not just focus and get on it again? That's awesome. I it was fantastic. I, I wouldn't mind taking this class. Seriously. Bro, next time there's one, I'll tell you, we'll, we'll go. Seriously. I wouldn't, I, I, I'll talk to my wife about doing it too. I don't know if she'll do it, but anyway. It'll be a fantastic time. Yep. Is that Monty Police? Nah, it's just another truck. Just I'm another parked truck. right in front of the school, so it's like, eh, I might get in trouble for this, but we'll see. <laughs> what I was going to say is, before we get into the subject, we got some good times coming up ahead. I yeah, mean, we do. We get, yeah. All right, interesting times happening at the school. Yeah, so we got like really, really good things happening about in the school. Check this out. Yeah. All right. First of all, Manuel is having a really nice graduation party. He sure is. I got the invite right here. Amazing stuff. You just had your birthday, Father's Day. We got a barbecue coming up at your house. Yeah, what that are you might, expecting dude, there? So, <laughs> What are you expecting that there? That we're going to have to have a conversation about because <laughs> they're about to dig up my whole backyard. Well, are, are you, first of all, are you catering this or what's going down that way food-wise? Or, or is it like everybody brings stuff? Nah, if we do anything, didn't mention if, that. If, if it if it if we're able to pull it off, okay, and get it done, if my yard isn't completely destroyed, um, it'll get catered. Okay, yeah, but right now we gotta wait to see because I got a little electrical pool problem. And <laughs> oh, that's right, they they were ripping yeah, that shit up. They're gonna be digging some shit up. Mm. So right. we will see. All right, we will I'm looking see. Looking forward to it. But either way, we will figure something out before we get I into the cold season. Just want to see you know Rex in a bikini. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? Some of us have been fortunate enough to experience that. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a fun time at the school, and I feel like it's just always a good time. Like, there's always something yeah, good coming up. And I mean, I'm hosting a fight night on the 29th for the, the, the next UFC, so that'll be a good time. You know what? What's that, babe? I will be there. You will be there? I'm going to make it. Cool. I'm going to make it. Probably there. get about, like, uh, 15, 20 guys again. That'll be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's great I mean, that Gaethje is fighting Poirier. That's oh, gonna be a good time. Amazing fight. Amazing I, I just think it says a lot when you're at a at your you know the school's at a point where there's always something good yeah. happening. You know, we're not at a little bit of a stalemate. It's there's always something not coming that, up. I always get back to the whole thing of why I love this school so much, and that is because there's a community beyond the great teaching, beyond the the mats. I just love the guys that are here. I say it all the time. Yeah. I do too. I love it. Um, we have a great culture. Yeah, we have a really nice culture, and you know, it, it's you know, we've I've had some learning curves, and I've made some poor choices. I've made some good choices. You know, it's constantly evolving. Right. But everything has led to get to the school to where it's at now, and I really think it's it's the best that it's ever been. And yeah, I think six doubt. months from now, it's going to be better than it was now. And a year doubt. from now, I think it's just going to continue to get better. But I, I think the reason we're growing and the culture's doing so well everyone here has bought in 
Yes. And understands what we're doing here. And, you know, they're invested in the school, whether it's emotionally mm-hmm. or mentally or, or physically. You know, we've got, you know, the group of guys just came over, you know, um, you know, we have Trent and Carmine and, ben and, and Big Ben. Yeah. Right. Great guys. Great. Guys. And these guys came from another school. Yeah. And, you know, I believe Ben was done with jujitsu. He's like, I'm not doing this shit. He's like, this is, yeah. you know, I, don't, I don't like what's going on around here. Then they came in and they saw what we were doing here Absolutely. and how things are run and, yep. you know, the structure that we have and, you know, the way the rankings work and how, you know, everyone just kind of has a place in this school. Absolutely agree. You know, everyone has a place and there's a place for everyone. Right. Right. They bought in. You know, right. they're investing. You know, we have a seminar coming up. I'm not going to say who just yet because we're still keeping it. I didn't know it. if you wanted to. Uh, nah, we're still keeping it make close. The announcement. Okay. We're still keeping it close. I'm not going to. People are listening. They can fucking figure it out. But um, <laughs> the fact that I'm not saying who, they're like, oh my God, who could it be? It's it's it's, it's Helio. Yeah. Um, God, could you imagine? Helio well, from you, the grave. If you're going to say Helio, you got to get give me a little Brazilian. Uh, it's me, Helio. <laughs> <laughs> coming from the ground. coming from beyond coming from beyond <laughs> could you imagine like you do like because like, like now like like holograms are the big thing right <laughs> you do like a seminar with helio's hologram it's like jesus right. when did coachella fucking enter jujitsu <laughs> somebody would make a dollar off of it oh no doubt. somebody's like how can we exactly. make some money off of this <laughs> they'll do it um but you know they they bought in and they got they invested in the school and what we're doing here and I think that's what we have here okay. is everyone is behind what we've created yep. and they I don't I hate the word enforce but they really carry it out and you know my thing for the school is that I never I wanted to have a school that was inviting to everyone okay I want everyone to be able to walk through those doors and right away realize like you know this is a good place it feels good the rounds are tough I'm learning but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not scared to come and here. I'm not nervous. To all to levels, be. like open you deal with the old guys like me. Then you got the the sort of dads with their you know ten yeah. year olds and five year olds. Well, well perfect example. We we're just talking about the new guys that came over. Right. Carmine being one of them. Carmine's the first one that signed up for the seminar. Right. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, he's like, boom. Here's my money. I was like, fantastic. Awesome. awesome. And you know, and the rest, uh, you know, Ben messed me. He goes, I'm 99 sure I'm in. Just got to cool. check my schedule. So it's like these are guys who are new and they're realizing like you know there's there's something unique going on here, right. but. And they're getting a lot out of the school. Yes. You know, they're hanging out late. They're, you know, cleaning the mats. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out with the guys and they're getting invited to the events. And it's like, yeah. And they're getting better. Yeah. Oh, that, it's funny how I mentioned yeah. everything else right. other than jujitsu. <laughs> right. But that just shows you what I feel about the culture. It's like, right. you know, if, and listen, it's good being at school that's very jujitsu heavy and you want to be good at jujitsu. But like, you want to show up somewhere that's more than jujitsu. Right. You know, you want to give them a reason to come back. And sometimes jujitsu is not enough of a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, learning chokes and getting beat up isn't enough of a reason Without to keep doubt. showing up. Without a doubt. It's you've the culture. Got, you've got to miss the place. You've got to miss the people. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see people who don't train anymore, you know what they said? Like, I miss it, man. They don't miss the jujitsu. They miss the the atmosphere. They miss they the, miss the yeah. yeah, they miss that. That's the most important part. Right. So... But they're getting all these benefits out of the school, but they're also fully invested. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're buying the rash guards and I don't require people to wear Montgomery BJJ rash guards or keys. I don't do that, which, you know, terrible for business. And it's probably not the best. Like I get why schools do it. It looks great in pictures. Everyone's wearing black and white and, you know, you know, ABC 
jujitsu, like whatever it might be, it looks great. Right. You know, I, I give people the opportunity to like, listen, if you pay your membership, that's enough. You know, every other dollar you want to spend, that's cool. But you know, your membership is what I'm See the thing that about. I like aside from the obvious uh, things that we were just discussing, the thing that I like is that if there was an asshole, they would be confronted. Yeah, they get dealt with. Yeah. And it's not like and we've ne- I can't think of too many in the course of what is this uh, 2017 to now what is that six and a half years there haven't been too many assholes no and I think we give off that vibe very quickly where it's like listen we train hard we train and everyone does a good job of like hey man like you know maybe stop doing that yeah hey you know don't do that it's not it's not gonna right. end well and then everyone just kind of slowly inflicts a little bit more just let them know like Mm. there's levels to this you know we had a student who was training great guy i'm not gonna say his name but great guy you know but he's a big strong dude right and you know he's fairly athletic but he's new so everyone was training with him like he was new well when you're big this guy's like he's like you know six five right right, 275 you probably know who i'm talking about i actually don't but i have a few guys in my head all right and I had a couple of students tell me like, hey, you need to tell him that if he keeps just using all his strength and squeezing me and, you know, right. cross facing, they're like, I'm going to fuck him up. And this came from a couple people. So I pulled him and I was like, hey, come here, man. I was like, listen, you're a big, strong dude. And the day is going to come where I'm going to say, hey, use that strength. Right. The problem is right now you're using it in a way that's kind of pissing people off. Hmm. That are rolling gently with you. He's like, what should I do? I was like, still use your strength, but you know, don't rip people's chins off. Don't do that. I was like, because they're going to do it back. And he's like, all right. And right away, whenever you tell people like, you know, don't use your strength like that. It's always like, well, what am I supposed to do? Right. And you know, there was probably like a day or two where he was like kind of, but now he's a lot more fluid. He moves around. And then guess what? When he gets good positions, he uses his strength the right way. Nice. I'm like, yeah, that's when you want to be strong. You know, not when you're inside my guard, pushing your hand up on my right. chin. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, and I'm not moves. ripping an arm bar on you because you're pissing me off. I'm like, hey, you're careful. You know, you're in side control. It's chest pressure. It's good shoulder pressure. We're like, yeah, right, it right. sucks, but <laughs> get the fuck out of there. You know, he's doing it the right way. He's gotten so much better. And people make the argument like, no one ever tells the athletic guy, don't be so athletic. I do. Yeah. I tell people that are super athletic, like, hey, that's a great move that you can pull off. But what's going to happen when you get someone who's stronger than you and can hold you down? Yeah. I mean, that's, there you goes gotta have, you got to have a plan B. Get your technique. Yeah. Flawless. Absolutely. Once you get your technique and your base exactly where it needs to be, now your athleticism becomes 10 times more effective and your strength is 10 times more effective because you're using it the right way. Right. You know, we were talking about going in the shooting range. Yeah, you're dangerous if you have a gun. You're more dangerous if you know how to use that gun. Right. Uh, and you've been in pressurized situations. Yeah, so you're not like, buddy. You know, you're not schizing. Yeah. Wow. I have an advice question. Uh, I'm going to England the end of September. Okay. Okay. Going to see a concert there. What concert? Uh, Rolling nobody, Stones? Nobody knows. Okay. It, Queen? No, no. This is a guy named Paul Carrick. He I know Paul Carrick. How long has this been no. going on? You're going all the way to London for that? Yeah, because he doesn't tour in the United States. Why? I Taxes. have no idea. Probably. 
<laughs> he wants to pay more by being in England. That's but my question is, I don't know where to go. Like, I know where the concert's going to be. I know nothing about London. So if someone would be cool enough to, like, get in contact with me and let me know all about England and uh, places to stay and all that other shit, I'd really Well, here's the problem. It. Nobody by the get... Royal Albert Hall. Stop. Okay. N- number one, I love that you're asking for advice on okay. the podcast. Number two, it's pissing me off that you're asking for advice on the podcast. And do you want to know why, Roy? <laughs> Instagram, I know. You don't have a fucking Instagram, I... dude. No one's going to get a hold of you. They're going to email you. They're going to put pen to paper. They're going to write on a scroll. Get an Instagram. Okay. Now, the reason I brought it up is because I don't know why I'm procrastinating so much. Why are you? And that is the subject of tonight's podcast. Procrastination? No, discipline. Oh. I don't have discipline with regards to following through on this stupid Instagram Dude, thing. I'm going to make it for you. Okay, please do. And then I'll show you, like, just hit this button, take I a don't picture, know why. and that's it. it just, all right, so it, if you're going to, I just want to get to, you're going to get in trouble on Instagram for liking pictures of like, like big butts and shit like <laughs> no, that. No, I, I have it. I have a, uh, I have a, uh, a strategy of, uh, I have a whole. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. Because it's like, I was talking about this with Evan. Because Evan, Evan knows this stuff. And I went out to lunch with him and this and that. And I'm like, my compass, just so you know, my compass always points to happy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want people to do well in life. I genuinely am a happy guy. I'm lucky enough to have done well in life. I feel good. I'm not an angry guy. I mm-hmm. used to be angry, but I'm not angry any longer. And I feel really good about that. So long story short is that that's kind of going to be the focus of my Instagram. My music is very happy. Uh, what I do in life is just, helping people as far as their careers and this and that it's just based on helping people i love that so that's who that's the instagram it's going to be it's not going to be like you know saying you know this 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 woman looks great in a bikini although i will every now and then of course just don't double tap (laughs) i like it i think it's great that you want to go that route and we're going to get you set up on instagram it's (laughs) going to happen next time we sit here you're going to have an ig account (laughs) okay at brown bjj it's going to be bb roy because that way it can be black belt or brown belt sooner oh, okay. or later. Well, so. no, because once you get your black belt, you would change it to at Prof Roy. BBJ. Oh, is that what it be? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, right. I hit P R O F on my on my Instagram, and like all my friends pop <laughs> all your up. Friend <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! Why am I at the bottom? <laughs> I'm like, doesn't the algorithm know? But the BB ADCC headwind from North America. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but the BB for me also stands for baby boomer. So there you go. Here we go. <laughs> discipline. Yes. All right. Discipline. Is discipline, discipline, discipline really discipline. about giving a shit? Ooh, man. Is discipline real? I mean, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Discipline, the is, thing. discipline is about giving a shit. Motivation is about giving a shit about the immediate. Right. Discipline is about giving a, a shit about the long term. Okay. Right. I like that a lot. So if you're motivated, yeah, you'll lose five pounds because you're motivated this mm-hmm. week. You're going to meal prep. You're going to do everything the right way. Right. Discipline is how you lose 20 pounds and keep it off. And keep it off. So you really, it is really about giving a shit yes. at that point. Motivation will get you to blue belt. Discipline it, gets you to black. I really like that. Seriously. Because you really care about learning the art at that point well, as opposed to 
you know, I'm just here to like get in my rounds and beat the crap well, out just, of people. Just think about when you were a white belt, right? And you're like, I, just, I can't wait to get my blue belt. I want to get my blue belt. Right. I want to get my blue belt because it's that short term goal. You know, in a year, 18 right. months, I can have my blue belt. And a year's a very attainable time frame. Mm-hmm. And in the back of your head, you're like, I'd love to be a black belt, though. But the motivation will drive you to that one-year mark to get your blue belt. But then what happens at blue belt? People realize, like, that one year that you just spent to get to here, right? you've got to do that nine more times. And the, that's when the discipline you kicks get in. To that yeah. one. And that's where some people are like, I can't do this. Yeah, And that's why blue belt is such a big fall off. But now the people that stay disciplined until they get to purple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you reach that point where the discipline has just been ingrained. And in it you. pays off big now time. Now you're that person. You don't need a, a an app to track your macros. You're disciplined to know, like, I'm eating this. This is how we're eating. That's today. a really good allegory as far as get, you know discipline. Because when people want to lose weight, like we were just having that conversation mm-hmm. about losing weight. And it's like, yeah, I, I could give up. Like, I love candy, for instance. I, I love, love candy. candy. <laughs> what was the name of that band? Was that Bow Wow Wow? I don't fucking know. Come on, that's good stuff. The diabetics. There it is. <laughs> but uh what I was saying is that like I can give up candy for like a like a day, two days, a week maybe, but it's like I gotta have the discipline to go a month at least. So that's that was where I was coming from. I'm like thinking like what can I go? And I'm like, I'm like I could probably go a month without anything. I'm like, no, I'm sure. How long some- could you go? Yeah, seriously. Without candy? Yeah. I could yeah. probably go pretty long. Okay. So what about something that, that you know is not good for you to eat, but... Croissants. <laughs> Croissants are fucking good. Because my wife keeps fucking buying them. <laughs> and they're there. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, but a month, man. I don't know. I'm sure there's something that I probably can't go a month without. Oh, man. I can't think of what it is right now, but I'm sure it'll yeah. pop up. I mean, there are guys that like, they always talk about like, going sexually for, for like not getting it for a month you know for a year or something I, I just don't understand that kind of discipline i don't know the guys, crazy crazy like the guys who stay completely celibate like don't even jerk yeah off. that's what i'm talking about it's like dude jerk off i know <laughs> take matters into your own hands dude by monday i'm like i'm gonna be disciplined <laughs> hey. by tuesday lunch i'm like i lost <laughs> like there's this there's this uh apple books like on my ipad i read like every night and when I miss a day, it says you missed a day. Like, it, like it really kicks me in the side. But then when like I miss a second day, I'm like, eh, fuck it. I guess I'll like I'll let the week go by. <laughs> I just have like so discipline goes out the window. It's so funny you said that. How like you missed a second day and you let the week go by. Yeah, I talk about that with the jujitsu all the time. Without a day, as far as not coming back to the school. Yeah. So and here's what happens. It's like, you know, you miss Monday. Right, and that's why I tell everyone I'm like, if you I love can how get you in, read me because you know where I'm going with this. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah, you know where I'm going um, with this. So right, you you skip Monday. That's why I tell everyone like, get in on Monday. Right, right. Set the tone because now if you get in on Monday, you got the one class done. Yeah. So now everything else is extra. Yeah. If you miss Tuesday, I can get in Wednesday. You miss Wednesday, you can get in Thursday, right. and you're okay because this is now your second class. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't get in, you already got in mm-hmm. one class. But here's what happened when you miss Monday. I'll go on Tuesday. If you miss Tuesday, oh yeah, the week's and done. And you're almost. not disciplined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Week's done. Week's done. Yeah. Because now, it all it all depends on Wednesday. It all depends exactly on Wednesday. Right. And maybe and something happens. Oh, my wife needed me to help her. You know, do something or ah, fuck it. And even worse, people and then start it's going, going like, to the oh, next week. 
here's the thing. If I go on Wednesday, there's no way I'm training back to back on Thursday. Right. <laughs> I can try to make the open mat on Friday, but I already got plans and I'm definitely not going to get in on Saturday. I can do Wednesday and definitely, you know what? It doesn't even make sense to just go in on Wednesday. Let's just go next week. I'll start next week. That's it. Boom. Yep. You have just started a very, very slippery yep. slope because mm-hmm. that one week can become a month before you know it. And so, or let's say you throw in a COVID situation, mm-hmm. you know. And then here's, here's what people don't understand. Okay. Everyone around you is going to behave and move based on you. If you prioritize getting to class, they will prioritize it for you. Right. If people see a weakness in you where it's like, can you stay home tonight, babe? Oh, but babe, you know I <laughs> trained jujitsu. Done. Once you gave that little chink in the armor, once they saw yep. that weakness, she's going to push it. And now guess what? They're going to feel like you don't take it seriously. So now it's like, hey, you still train jujitsu? I haven't been there in like two weeks, but... You know what? I'm just going to finish the month. I'm going to start fresh on the first. That's when I get billed. Exactly. What are you trying to do tonight? Oh, bro, let's go watch a movie. Yeah, all right, let's go do that. So now your friends are like, ah, he ain't doing that shit anymore. He's going right. to fucking quit. They don't take it seriously because you don't take it seriously. Right. Now, if someone's like, babe, can you stay home? And you're like, no. So this discipline is, what I is do about on giving Tuesday. a shit. Yeah. You have to give a shit. It's like, I can't. It's You know this is what I do on right. Tuesdays. Yeah. But I really want to. Can we do it any other night? Right. Well, I can't this week. All right, so let's do it next week, but not on Tuesdays. If you prioritize it, they prioritize it. Now play it out. And now, now let's say you out. missed a year. That's where it gets tricky because here's <laughs> here. I always say the hardest part in jujitsu isn't the first day. The hardest day of jujitsu is your first day back. Yeah. Because you already climbed that mountain a little bit, right? You already started that climb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you fall. You remember how hard that journey was. Big time. You remember what it takes to get back in shape. You remember how hard it was to lose those 20 pounds, to get your wind. And it was okay because you were getting better. But now every night that you're not doing well is a reminder that you're not as good as you were. So now you're in the car and you're like, fuck, why did I stop? Why did I stop? And then that gets you to a point where you're like, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. Yeah. Because you're beating yourself up. Because you don't want to admit That's like, a great point. That's great. You are beating yourself up. You're beating yourself up. Yeah. And you're looking at every other reason except for the main one, which right. is you didn't train. Yeah. You didn't train. You didn't get worse. You didn't although have you, the discipline to get the right. frick in the door. And, and maybe it's not even discipline. Maybe it's an injury. It could be what, although it's easier with injuries because like you can almost accept that. Right. You can accept like, I was hurt. That was a legitimate uh, reason. Right. right. But when you don't come in for whatever reason, it's hard to realize that, you know, A, you did get worse. All right. Because your body's slower. You're not in shape. You're not right. in condition. If I ran a marathon or in high school, I ran a, a, a mile in six minutes and 10 seconds. I'm not doing that today. You know why? Because I haven't ran a fucking mile in like 10 years. Right. So did I get slower? A little bit. And I'm also not conditioned. So could I get back to that? Yeah. If I trained. That's the key though, though. You know the path. You know what it is, but it's like, so is discipline the roadmap to your goals? I've said this and I've said this about you. Okay. I've always said I'm I knew. extremely good looking and smart. Smart and good looking. But okay. I always said I knew Roy was going to get his black belt when he told me his training schedule. Yeah. When you told me, I listen, no matter what, I train two days a week and I lift two days a week. I do this, I do week. that, four days a week. 
Um, that's six days a week. I don't know. I figured you fucking napped all day. Um, I figured you had two days where you had this to This is my schedule. Two days of jiu-jitsu, one day of yoga stretching, and uh, uh, like three, four days of lifting. Yeah. That's but you schedule. have a really good lifting regimen too. Yes. Where like yes. 20, 30 minutes, you're in and out. And absolutely. Because it mimics my BJJ yeah. uh, thing. So when I heard that, I was like, this guy's going to get his black belt. Right. And you weren't like, oh, I train twice a week. No, you knew like I train Mondays and Thursdays. Right. I train Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mondays right. and Wednesdays. You do Monday, Wednesday now because of the podcast. Right. But you had your two days. Right. Used to and I was be like, Monday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Thursday. I forget Tuesday, what it was. Thursday. Yeah. I was like, this guy's going to get his black belt. Yeah. Because he's going to be here Tuesday, Thursday. And unless you're on vacation or something randomly pops up, right. I'm going to see you Tuesday or I'm going to see you Monday or Wednesday. Absolutely. Or both. And I'm always happy to be here. Too. Always happy to be here. You also just woke up from a nap, so you're rested. <laughs> you do something really funny. You, in the last podcast, you said, like, like I walk in whistling. Greetings, everyone. Everyone's exhausted because they just worked all day. They got kids. And they're like, hey, guys. Like, you know, they're like, fuck, I got to pay my mortgage. Right. He's like, mortgage, what's that? Life is so great. My compass is always pointed to happiness. Why don't you like, shut the fuck up, dude, you old asshole? Like, the other day, Steph asked me if I was happy. We we do this thing where we try to, you know, just check <laughs> in on like each other. You sound like such a douchebag. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's great you can right. say you're happy. So we, we check in on each other emotionally, right. just see where we're at. That's cool. Um, It's a great way to gauge where we're at. And she's like, are you happy? So my immediate, I was like, you know, not defensive. I was like, are you asking me because of behavior or are you asking me because you just want to know where I'm at? She right. goes, I just want to know where you're at. That's so cool. And I was like, I am. She goes on a scale of one to 10. I was like, an eight, a good eight. Okay. So out of seven days a week, how many days are you happy? Right now? Yeah. Right now I'm pretty miserable because I'm dealing with my ankle. Yes, you are. But I'm still pretty happy. Okay. I would say I'm probably happy six days a week. That's really good then. Because that means that you are taking stock of your life. And you're grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful every day. I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, I got a job that I like going yeah, to. Gratitude is super important to you happiness. Know, I don't mind my drive. It's only 45 minutes. Right. I love coming home with my wife and the kids. Right. And you know, you know, sometimes the hardest part is leaving to come, you know, yeah, come to the school. That's a little tough, but even that's getting easier because the kids kind of know, like, you're going to school tonight, Dad? I'm like, jujitsu, baby. They're like, all right, see you tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, it sucks that Benny's getting used to that. But he knows. Like today, for example, he's like, Dada, today's Wednesday. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you go to the school? I'm like, yeah. Because today I, I'm here for the kids' class, so I'm here. I pretty much just come straight here. He's like, all right, Dada, love you. See you tomorrow. He might get old enough that he comes with you to school now, though. It's going to yeah. be coming soon. Yeah, exactly. So so I'm pretty happy. That's awesome. But then I see you. I'm like, oh. I'm on a different level. I'm like, that's <laughs> that's the happiness I want. See, I got happiness plus peace. I got a lot of peace in my life. Yeah. That's a good thing. It's Peace brings happiness. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But little things get me really irked. Like I just switched over to Apple from uh, from iOS. God, that pisses me off. When something doesn't work right for me, it's like, <laughs> Jay, and Jason's just cracking up because he knows I'm fucking like, I'm like Elmer Fudd with steam coming out of my ears. Those first world problems, baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's like... Oh, I hate that weather. <laughs> exactly. Why isn't the printer working? <laughs> Motherfucker. Like someone passed me the bat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is how we do it in Russian space program. <laughs> bang, bang. Um, where were we before we got to this? Is discipline the roadmap to your goals? 100%. Okay. Then we got into the fact that 
you miss a year. Oh, the coming back. The coming Ooh, back. So the coming back is tough because we mentioned you're not as good as you were, but that's okay. You're not conditioned, so that's right now. New people in the school. That's the tough one. Yeah. That's the tough one. Yeah. Not only are there new people at the school, mm-hmm. they're new, okay? They're probably doing better than you and giving you a hard time, which sucks because in your mind, you're like, Ugh, I've been doing this for three years and this guy's better than me. Yeah. yeah. You've been doing it for three years minus one. Off and on. And too. that yeah. one was when he was training. So he caught up. Yeah. Especially if you're like that white belt, blue belt range, that gap gets shortened fast. Yes. Fast. Yep. If you're a purple belt, brown belt, you might ha- be able to like, you know, beat someone just because you know some moves and then you're tired, but the gap will shorten over time. There's that. Then I think there's the other thing too. So, so there's every you got new people, new people who are better than you. You get the people that you used to beat. Oh yeah, yeah. And now they're beating you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough to swallow a lot of times. And now they're they're teaching you shit like, hey man, like we were working on this. You got to start doing this. And you're like, yeah, yeah. But in your mind, you're like, I've been doing this longer than you. Right. You haven't though. You haven't. Those gaps add up. Mm-hmm. So people are like, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for 15 years. Yeah. But you've been training on and off and you took seven years off. So you've yeah. been training for two. I let those guys go by because that that's like... Uh, our friend uh, Pete Lingesso down in um, mm-hmm. down in McHugh's, uh he took a long time off mm-hmm. and he came back and you know he really stuck to it his discipline was outstanding well he also came back and found a school that he liked the culture great that's and that's a big thing awesome. but going to that that's the other thing and this is what's hard for a lot of people when you're training at the school consistently you become a part of the the nucleus you become a part of the group right right you leave for a year you fall off man yeah or you, you feel off. weird about hanging out with well, that that's crowd what still but now when you come back there's another group and yeah there's more people to the group and now even though you've known this guy longer he's more buddy buddy with this new guy and now you feel like the odd person out. It's like, you haven't been here for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to reacclimate yourself. It, it, it's just like anything else. It's like, you just got to get back. Yeah. Just give it time. And guess what? Within a month, people are like, oh, wait, you, you've trained here for us? Like, oh, yeah. It's like, now they, you got, but you've got to invest. You've got to invest. And we were talking about this. You know, you get out of jujitsu what you put into it. Right. You know, you want to invest $100 in the stock market? That's great. You'll make 20, 30 bucks, but don't get mad when you don't have the same amount of profits as the guy who's investing a million dollars. You're not on the same range. If you're coming in one day a week, you're not going to do what the guy who's here four days a week is doing. It's not going to happen. You're not investing the same amount. Understand that your profit is going to match your investment value. I love it. I'll add one thing to that though. You need to invest... In other words, you need to come to a good school. You mm. need to go to a school that's going to take you to where you want to get you to. You need a good stockbroker. Or or, in, or in, if you want to use that analogy, you need to invest in Apple, Amazon, Microsoft kind of thing as yeah. opposed to Joe's House of Donuts, which is not a bad investment, but, well, but not that's, as good as Apple. That's But that's the thing, though, too, though, right? If you want the best out of those, those stocks, right. you better bring some money. 
Oh, without a doubt, you gotta you gotta have a what I you call. have to really invest. Yeah, I'm gonna use my school as an example. Okay, we've got you know we're closing in on 300 students. It's a good time. Mazel tov. Things are great. Um, there's a lot of you know students. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of groups. There's a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. If you're only here one day a week or one day every other week, it's going to be hard for you to see the bonds that these people are creating. Right. And it's like, listen, don't get upset. It's not like it's not like it's not like you're sitting in a corner and no one's talking to Rejoin you. Rejoin it. The you old know? people love you and remember you and want you back. Yeah. And the new guys, you know, they're totally open. Yeah, they want to get to know you. Yeah, exactly. But you've got to be willing to accept that you know, you're not what you were a year ago socially yeah. physically right but you can always get back you can always get back hell i've been that guy right. i've been that guy where it's like i took a lot of time off you know when i got when i was you know started working at transit i took time off and now i've got to go back to ocean county and i'm just training with tom and people don't know who i am and there's a lot of white belts and blue belts but they see that i'm friends with carlos and then they start figuring and it starts to develop again yeah and it happens to everybody. It happens. I mean, no matter how, you know. But now imagine if I just show up and I'm like, oh man, Carlos and these guys have like a new group of people that they talk to. And you well, feel left out. It's yeah, like, no, yeah, like, yeah. Just jump in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just be like, hey, you know, I'll take my beatings. Let's go. Yeah. And learn and get better. I love but it. But it takes discipline to be able to do that because it's easier to just walk away and say, eh, I don't know. Things changed. No shit, things changed. I think people's attitudes change, especially in BJJ, as far as, like, you start out thinking this is a mystery of sorts. I've never done martial arts. I've never done this or that. I've never put my body into these positions before. And there's that sort of thrill to it. Then you get the next stage, which is my skill sets are not improving as well as somebody else. And you got to get through that stage. Then you get to the stage, like you, like we were talking about the big fella, that you have to change your game yeah, and you have to realize this is an art and it's really important to learn in terms of an art, not in terms of beating people up. So I'm going to take it even a little bit deeper than that okay? because they always say the mats don't lie. And you know, you'll hear a lot of high level jujitsu guys say like, if I train with someone within the first two minutes, I learn a lot about them as a person. Okay. Sometimes to change your game, you have to learn things about yourself. It's like, why am I trying to rip these Kimuras on yeah. people is half my just size? Is it to, just to beat them up? Is yeah, it just like, to, why yeah. am I doing this? Why Why am I bullying these people? Right. Why do I feel like I have to beat them? And it's like, and to change that style, you got to tap into yourself, tapping in. You got to <laughs> tap in and figure out like, why am I doing that? We need like a catchphrase music thing. Da, 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 da. There you go. Tapping in. You know, so you've got to you've got to look inside you, and there's a lot of soul searching that gets done on those mats. Man. Yeah, a lot. And I think some people don't like what they see back. Yeah. And then they come up with excuses to not ever have to see it again. Like you'll get people yeah. who don't want to admit that they're a coward. Yeah. It happens on these mats all the time. Tom's got a great story. He had this, like, you know, this jacked bodybuilder come into his school you know ego training hard all this so after like a couple weeks when he got his second stripe you know tom made him go with you know one of his like blue belts or purple belts yeah yeah yeah. 
you know, a skinny, scrawny person. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like beat his ass, you know, like, like we're like, and when we use the term in Jesus, like, oh, he beat his ass. It's not like he's getting fucking pummeled and punched in the face, right. but he beat his ass where he swept him, held him down, took his back, choked him, did this, just yeah, yeah, yeah. had his way with him. That guy never came back. Yeah. Guess what? He should have never come back. That's a, you don't want that energy in your school. But the reason he didn't come back had nothing to do with that round. It was the ego. It had to do with what he had to face, which is he's got an ego. He's not as alpha as he thinks he is. And he's got to learn how to get better at something. And people don't want to do that. And unfortunately- If they don't have the discipline, yeah. If they don't have the discipline. But, and this is something I find that's very true, people who are older and successful have a hard time adjusting. Because if you're right, really good yeah, at something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, and now you're you're bad at this, it can really affect your ego. But then you can get the the other side of the coin. We get someone like you know a Zuckerberg who's extremely successful. Oh man, I have such admiration for that. But he, I, I here's the difference though. I feel like people like Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, their brains work differently. Yeah, they're always looking yeah. to make something better. More effective, faster, they're more efficient. Extraordinary people on the planet. So now they're just trying to do it on here. I'm talking about like if you're like a successful, you know, stockbroker. Okay. Eh, it might not transition to jujitsu mindset. No, yeah, it's definitely uh, a th- you know, jujitsu is some, is a proving ground. I always say it that way. Yeah. You know, if you want to prove yourself, if you want to prove something to yourself, hop in the uh, hop in the pool and get used to the water. That's also why I think so many actors get into jujitsu. Yeah, we had this discussion. You know, perfect example. I'm going to use Tom Hardy as an example. Yeah, a very extreme actor. The roles that he does, he's really got to like tap into those roles. He's yeah. got to get into his spirit. He's got to he's got to absorb that. But in order to do that, he's got to really know himself. You got a little bane. He's got a little bane. No, you have a little bane. Little bane. There you go. <laughs> Batman. That Kimura was tight. <laughs> but it would have been tighter if he went above the elbow. I tapped, but it was more of a crank. Choke is what you were looking for. Um, now I will destroy you. Now I will put my elbows into your thighs. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in jujitsu, that's something you get to do every night. Yes. You get to really like tap into your spirit. Yeah. You get to wake up your spirit. You know, that warrior spirit, that agree. fire. The, yeah. You know, there's nights where like, sometimes like I just, there's there's some nights where I really want to be the hammer and I want to like roll and be a great, yeah. but then there's some days where I'm like, I need to suffer tonight. Right. You know, and I'll, I'll. You were talking about that. Like if I really wanted to suffer, I could pick the six dudes in my school and yeah, you'd go one right after the other. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a, you know, it's like I need to, I need to put my soul through that. Yeah. I need to feel it. I need to wake it up. Wow. You know, and it's and it's great. And by the time it's done, I didn't kick anyone's ass. I got my ass kicked. See, that's when it moves beyond discipline in my mind. That's when it becomes much more of a uh, dealing with trauma. Yeah, dealing with trauma. No, no, <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking more along the lines of a let me put myself in bad situations to see if I can get out of things. Yes, me, you know, it becomes much more of a mental. Uh, oh, game. I completely it's like agree. mental chess at this point. Can I break in this position? Yes. That's How much exactly can it. I take? Right. It's like this sucks. And I don't mean like getting your arm broken, but like, you know, let that 300 pound guy get side control on you. Yeah. Ooh, this isn't going to be fun. <laughs> you know, like I'll, uh, for for example, like I like when I train with like Bardaji. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I let him take side control Yeah, and I'll turn my face away because I want him to, and I'm like, this is going to suck. Yes. 
but let's see how good my jujitsu is. And when I get out, it's like, you know, like, notice I said, when I get out. Yeah. And when I get out, it's like, that wasn't easy. Right. That wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, and I, I want him to know that I don't let him do that because I think I can get out. I want I let him do that because I know, like, this is going to suck yeah. real bad. Yeah. I try, I, like the, I try and do the same, but it's like every now and then I get myself to such a point that I'm like, yeah, I, I went a little too deep on this. Yeah, one. it happens. I was rolling with uh, Yuri, who I love that kid. Great kid. And uh, I just said, I, instead of holding him off, I said, okay, let's say you got the underhook. Let's say you got this. Let's say you got that. And suddenly, I'm, suddenly he's on my back. And I'm like, let's say my arm is locked into his leg. Mm-hmm. How do I get out now? And I'm like... He's so long. And suddenly I'm like, oh, fuck, it just happened because <laughs> I went too far. But like, you're a brown belt. Yeah. And you're like, fuck it, tapped, you got me. Yeah. That's why you're going to get your black belt. Oh, yeah. And that's why you're going to be a good black belt because you're like, I'm trying to learn. Mm. And I learned that's that. That's all I did, yeah. And you're like, and I learned in this moment that nah, I fucked up. Don't go <laughs> that far. <laughs> well, I remember, you know, I trained with someone one time who, you know, they were a brown belt. And I, uh, well, you once gave me a heel hook one time and you tapped and I, you know, I, you basically let it go too far. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, let me see what Roy's learned. Right. I was like, let me see how good I am. And then you did something. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I fucked myself. And then you got it. You're like, you gave me that. I was like, I did, but, but- you still had to finish it. Which is what I think is the perfect role of the teacher to take it to that point. You're not bullying your students. Yeah. You're getting them to progress. Yeah. So I was, I was talking to Jack the other day and he was mentioning how in the podcast I mentioned how like, you know, sometimes I'll let students put me in bad positions. Yes. And then we were rolling and something I've been doing lately is really trying to start bottom side control. Okay. Um, but I don't just like lay down and let them go there. I'll like lock my half guard and I like it because like they, they, they go to pass, mm-hmm. they realize I'm not like stopping it, but I also like to feel where they're at as yes. they're passing. So I can feel all those moments where I could like those last bailout moments, right? The magic is in the transition. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And now it's too far. All right. They're in side <laughs> right. control. So when he got side control, he goes, oh, you said on the podcast that you let people start in good positions. He goes, it made me feel like shit when you did this. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, yeah, but you're looking at it the wrong way. You're thinking I let you get that position because I want you to work from there. No, I let you get that position because I think you're actually good there. Yeah. And I'm testing myself. And by testing myself, I'm also testing you to be like, I know you're good here, but have you gotten better? Have you gotten to a point where now I'm like, or I'm not just escaping like, oh, fuck, I got mounted. Yes. Like shit. Yeah. Like this sucks. Like now I got to recover. Like, but it's another part of the game. In other yeah. words, you were given this position. Even if you were given the position, who yeah. gives a crap? Finish it. Yeah. Let's see if your finishing game, yeah. if your subs are up to snuff yeah. kind of thing. Are you, or, or are you getting to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. It's like you're staying in my guard. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> right. I didn't like the way that felt. But I remember I trained with someone, you know, tough brown belt. And, you know, I was in top and we were training a lot in the gi back then. And at that time, one thing that I always did is I gave everyone that first hook, like that first collar grip. Okay. Because I'm like, that first collar grip is the most important one. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, I'm going to give everyone that first collar grip, and then let's see how fucking good my jujitsu is. He got that first collar grip, and as soon as he got it, I was like, I fucked up. I knew right away. I was like, you knew it. I was like, <laughs> I fucked up bad. Right. And uh, I did. And then I learned very quickly, like, you're not getting that again. 
But then it also made me defend that collar grip right. a lot better. But because yes. I'm like, all right, he's you know, let's see how it goes. And yeah. you know, two, three, four months later, I'm like, mm, whoops, you got it. And I'm like, now nah, let's see if I got better. Right. Yeah. You know, you didn't get worse at it. I want to see if I'm getting better. Um, it's almost like when you learn, you have to learn from the worst positions on up. Well, you can't bail on them either. Yeah. All right. Just like jujitsu is going to be hard for ten years. Well, you can't quit. Like if you quit, then you lost all discipline. You lost motivation, so you lost your discipline. Now you're not going to be a black belt. Right. I, I trained with a gentleman. His name is uh, Luke Luke Eckert from Ocean County. He was a okay. Pan American brown belt world Pan American brown belt champion. Fantastic guy. Big strong dude. Right. And I was already a black belt. Right. I was a black belt. I think I was black belt. You know, like a year after me or something like that. And or he might have been a black belt at the time. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. But I'm trying to play my deep half game. And the first night we rolled together, he guillotines me like four times from deep half. Right. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. Go back the next week. He's there. I'm like, yo, let's do this again. <laughs> play the same game. I'm not changing my game. Why am I going to change my game? When I know it's failing, it, it was right just now. his lucky night. That time. Well, it, uh, for me, I'm like, it's not his lucky night. If you catch me once, it could have been luck. Catch me four times, I'm doing something wrong. Okay. And now after the round, he'd be like, you know, you really gotta hide your head a little bit better. Watch. So now we're working. I'm like, what are you? Where are you? Where am I fucking up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the next week comes around, and he catches me twice. There's a little bit more work behind him. The third week comes around, he still goes for that guillotine. I'm able to get the sweep. I get a knee on belly, I get on top, he scrambles out, he gets a sweep, or he ends up on top, I'm in half, we have a full round, I don't get guillotined, mm. and he's like, fuck, you felt good, he's like, I couldn't get that guillotine, you hit the chin with, and I told him, I was like, that's because of you, yeah. I was like, you made me better, but I had the discipline to know that I'm not going to bail on my game, I'm going to make the adjustments I have right. to make to get yeah. better, That's awesome. and just stay disciplined and say, no, motherfucker, you play deep half. Keep playing it. Right. Just because it's not working doesn't mean it's not working. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I, a, I know exactly what you mean. Because so, certain moves work on certain people. But th I was going to get to the point, like, how cool is it when you find somebody that actually teaches you something? I don't give a shit what level you're at. They teach you something. And, you know, I've, I've heard white or black, a blue belt say to me, do this, or I didn't get this, or I didn't feel it this way. And I really, really love it when they kind of give me that moment. That's the fucking learning. best. Yeah. That's the best. Like how grateful you are to Luke for giving you that. Information. Oh my God. So here's the, here's the thing though. I came up with a lot of senior guys that didn't have that. I'm the master. I don't learn from mm -hmm. anyone. You know, you know, I, I started with Ricardo team Henzo Gracie. I had a lot of training sessions with Henzo and Henzo is the, is no ego. He's learning from everybody. Right. I remember Gary was a purple belt. Right. And he had just won his first ADCC trials. Like, God, like seven years ago now. Right. And Hans was like, Gary, show me how you set up that takedown. And I remember thinking like, this is Henzo Gracie. Yeah. Asking a purple belt a to show him something. Is. But everyone around sees that too. So what does it tell you? It tells you, hey, Gary's got fucking something we should all be paying attention right. to. But it also tells you, never be above learning from everyone. Right. I, 
I learn shit from Max all the time. Yeah. I learned I learned shit from Justin. I'm like, show me where you're putting your hand. There he goes, right. Oh, it's this thing that I was working. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. And I start incorporating it. And then when I don't like working it anymore, I'm like, fuck this. I'm going back to my game. <laughs> I'll come back to this next round. But let's flip that for a second. There are also guys that just feel the need to coach you. <laughs> you know, or sometimes like, some guys need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't mean like every round and listen. The coaching aspect should never happen during a round, mm-hmm. ever. I'll do it if I know the person's getting tired, or if like you know if it's like newer people, and I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, you yeah. Know, take it. Let's let me show you this before you, yeah, you know, yeah fucking yeah. hurt each other. But the guys that stop in the middle of a round to be like, show me how you did that. It's like, no, motherfucker, I'm trying to roll. Right. We'll talk after. Save it for after. Or the people that spend the whole class teaching the drill. And here's the best part. I love it when it's like white belts and early blue belts. Like, oh, make sure you're doing this and put your hand here. And I'm looking, I'm like, that's wrong. (laughs) I'm like, that's 100% wrong. You shush. Yeah. And I'll tell them, I'll be like, do me a favor. Stop talking. That's not at all what I said. Okay. Underhook. Do this. Yeah. Then go here. You're not doing that. You're doing this. So let me ask you this. How do you get a person to be disciplined? Because there are many, believe, I don't believe you. Do. What I was going to say is, there's discipline in terms of cleaning up your room, making your, you know, the Jordan Peterson stuff, making your bed. There's discipline in terms of like your your hygiene. There's discipline in terms of paying your bills. But how do you instill that in someone? Well, here's the they thing: they just have to give a shit, I guess. I believe that a part, a major part of discipline is creating habits. Okay, you have to have habits. Like you know, how do you get someone to make their bed? Have them make their bed. Right. Every day, every day, every day until it gets to a point where that's just what they do. Yeah, That's part of the discipline. I wake up, I make my bed. I wake up, I brush my teeth, I take a shower. That's discipline, but it's instilled. Discipline for accomplishing goals, that's different. Like for with my kids, I, I start them very young. It's like, what's something you want to do? Something small. Yeah. I'm like, well, you got you to gotta do this. You got to do this. You got to like, I don't give a fuck. You know, Benny wants to, you know, get faster at swimming or perfect example. He wanted to be able to swim to the bottom of the pool. Okay. I was like, well, then you got to practice it every day. Yeah. He's like, what if I get water in my goggles? doesn't matter. If you're scared of getting water in your goggles, you're never going to make to the bottom. Close your eyes. Keep swimming until you touch the bottom. Jump up. Then we'll adjust the goggles. I'm like, but you got to keep doing it no matter what happens. He's like, okay, what if water gets in my nose? It might blow it out. Keep swimming. Or come back up, blow it out, go again. Go back, yeah. I was like, that's the only way you're going to do it, dude. That's, now, he's a fucking fish. That's brilliant for a kid that age. You know, but that's, you know, I give them you're a lot of empathy. You're holding them to a standard. You're holding, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're not bullying them. And- no, a lot of empathy, zero sympathy. Yeah. And I always give them the out. I'm like, you don't have to do it. Don't do it. You'll never touch the bottom. And by teaching him right. how to touch the bottom, I'm teaching him how to reach the top. I like, you know, listen, it sounds corny, but do you teach that in the school? Like, like, how do you get somebody to say, Hey man, you should come in a few more times a week or like, like, how do you instill that? I don't think so with the school, it's different because people are older I mean, you're dealing than with adults children. more. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's adults. I can't motivate you to accomplish your goals. Yeah. I'll remind you what your goals were. And I'll tell you like, Hey man. That's an interesting I thought, thing. I thought you wanted to do this. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I get it. I'm like, but just know this. 
while you're saying you want to do something and you're going here and doing there, taking a week off, there's some kid in Brazil who wants the same thing you want. Right. And he's training three times today. And he ain't going to these parties. He ain't going to these concerts. How bad do you want it? And I don't judge. I'm not that guy who's going to be on you like, right. oh, you want this? You said you want that? No. Like, If you're like, I want to get my black belt one day. Okay, you got to train. And then you take six months off. I'm not the guy like, hey, man, you said you were going to be a black belt. You got to be in here. No, because then you're you're being motivated by fear. Okay. I was be like, listen, black belt's not for everyone. You know what you got to do to get it. You got to be here. Right. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. Then they accept that it's either get in and train or don't. But I'm not going to motivate you. That's what I was getting at. Okay. So it, there comes a point where you just write people off in a sense. I don't write you off. Okay. Like I'll never be like, he's never going to do it. No, I'm always here. You can come back 10 years later and be like, you know, professor, I really want to get my black belt and you know, my life is settling and I want to, I want to I'm like, right. Come on in brother. I'm at a better you. point in my life now. Let's do this. Okay. And then be like, let's set up a plan. Where did we go wrong last time? Not you. We, where did we go wrong? You know, what did I do wrong? Like, let's, let's figure out a set plan to get you in here. Right. You know, but I'll remind you like, Hey man, like I thought we were going to work on this. Hey man, I thought you said you were going to, you know, lose yeah, some weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after that, I'm like, Hey, you're the one that said it. <laughs> exactly. I didn't say you got to do, you're the one that said I'm not going to be your conscience here. Sooner or later, I, I, I get, Dude, I remember a bail on that. I, I had a guy who messaged me and he's like, Hey brother, I know I always reach out to you and tell you I'm coming back and blah. He's like, but I, I promise you I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm going to get after it. And all I said was, okay, good. Yeah. You know where I'm at. I'm not going to be like, yeah, let's do it this time. No, I'm not doing it. I'll do it the first time. I might do it the second. After that, it's like, if you that's want what, this, That's what I was getting at. Where do you, if you, want where do you suddenly pull the ripcord and oh, say, fuck dude. it already? We've got almost 300 students. <clears throat> I got to pay attention to the students that are here. Right. The student who's here every day is going to get my attention. Right on. The one who's showing me he wants to be a black belt is going to get more attention than the one who's telling me he wants to be a black belt. And that's just the reality of it. That's the way it is. There are different things. I, I was going to say that there are different things in discipline that are not necessarily physical or, you know, like getting into the gym or getting into uh, the school or, you know, making your bed. There's also something like you got to be disciplined as far as how you react to things and becoming more peaceful or, or, mm -hmm. or this and that. So there's like... Discipline is not just a physical endeavor, uh, endeavor. I think being happy takes discipline. Yeah. That, yeah, okay. That's a great point. You know, how being, do you find the gratitude in life? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Is I don't it, know how it, you do it. I, I, I think it's, it's a great, I, I think it's a lot of it is communicating with God in terms of just saying, listen, I hit the friggin' existence lottery. You exist. I exist. And I'm existing in a pretty good place, United States of America, in this time. You know, I you got to have gratitude for that sort of thing. I, you know, I remember when I was a kid, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, every time I would wake up, my grandma would say, did you pray? And I'd be like, yeah. She's like, did you give thanks for another day? Wow. And as a kid, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I knew I was going to wake up. But now I wake up and I'm like, I truly am grateful every day. Yeah. For another day. Right. I'm like, this is another day. And if life sucks, be grateful for another day. Because that new day is an opportunity to change your life. It's an yeah. opportunity to turn it around. If your life's going great, be grateful for another day. Right. Because it could have started going south and you're here. Yeah, I'm even talking about 
I totally agree with that, by the way. I, the other thing that I'm talking about is that, like, you have to be disciplined in terms of, like, conducting relationships. I think you owe it to people to be happy, not to walk around like an asshole, especially in a marriage. So I'm glad you brought that up. So my wife used to have a horrible habit of responding to something with a negative. <laughs> they do do that, don't you they? Know, she, so it, it was bad. And I think I think that was more learned behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who she got it from, her mother. Um, <laughs> where it's just like, uh, you know, like ugh, I'm trying to think of something that's like, like you'll say something like, "Man, I hope we're able to go into the pool today." And right away, it's like, it's not if it keeps raining, right? And it's like, relax, fucking Debbie Downer. Yes, it's a long day, but that's a disciplined thing. It's so my realize wife, you're doing that, and so. When we first moved in together and early in our marriage, right, I would call her out on it. I'm like, "Do you notice that you automatically put a damper on the day when you feed your your mind that negative energy?" Yeah, she's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, like, I'm hopeful for something." I'm like, "Hey, if the sun comes out today, we can do this." And the second you go, doubt that's going to happen. I was like, "You fed your spirit negative energy." You took right. away the possibility of something good and you already turned this day into a dark, gloomy day where nothing's going to happen and that affects you. Yeah, really I was like, does. Whereas I'm trying to stay positive and happy so that even if it doesn't happen, at least throughout the day, I felt good. Right. I'm like, you need to work on that. And I will say now, she rarely does it. But when she does, I'm like, hello, Captain Negative. And she's like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. So she's aware of it. Right. But it's 100% learned behavior. So you're saying it's those habits that create the discipline that mm-hmm. creates the uh, the mindset change. Habits and discipline go together. Right. Because you've also got to have the discipline to realize, like, I'm not going to make a negative comment. I'm yeah. not going to make a negative. And the beginning to not making negative comments is shutting the fuck up. Don't say anything. That's the next thing I have on my page. It's like mind blown here because when we first started doing the podcast, I found myself saying, uh-huh. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or this like I'm really trying to take the step back, allowing the space, allowing the dialogue to occur. And I'm okay with like quiet spaces every now and then. It's funny you said that because listening to the podcast, one of the things that I learned is I would jump into subjects after you would say something. I'd be like, right. So anyway, and it's like, damn, like ask that motherfucker how his vacation was. Right. Like, like, yeah, I got back from Florida with people. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, dude. So at the school today, and I'm like, like, <laughs> talk about his fucking trip, you selfish prick. So like, that's why I listen. That is funny but shit. It, but it's, I've, I've started doing that in my life yeah. where I'm like, yo, dude, like maybe not always tell the story. Maybe shut the fuck up every now and then. <laughs> right. Let somebody else tell the story. We all know you're going to tell a better story anyway. That's exactly but. what I, just, <laughs> <laughs> Like, let the moment be prime for yeah, me to tell okay. my great, my better story. I call those people one-up people. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just I know your life is so much better than mine. Oh, I know your story is so much better than mine. Well, you know what? Earlier in my, like when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, someone accused me of being a one-upper. And I didn't think I was one-upping people. What I thought I was mm-hmm. doing was showing how I could relate. I'm like, right. oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, they're like, oh, yeah, I was on vacation here. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, I remember I went on vacation here one time. They're like, bro, what the fuck? Everything I did, you did. You did it better. I'm like, what? <laughs> and in my head, I was like, I thought I was relating. And I'm like, right. you know what? I could see that. So I made a point where now when people would tell me a story, I would say, oh, yeah, that's like when I, I'd be like, oh, tell me more about it. Right. What else did you do while you were there? Right. 
you know, would you recommend going somewhere like that? I'm like, they don't got to hear about your fucking experience. Yeah. Because they don't care. They're talking about their experience. Savor that That's one. exactly it. Or like we were talking about it tonight when, I, like, it, it always bugs me because my, my mom is uh, pretty ill these days. Uh, everybody's got advice. I'm like, I know your advice. And, and I know a, you're being noble. And I know this. But just shut the fuck yeah, shut up. Shut the fuck up. You know? Yeah. I, I, I just, oh, my God. And, and like for me, it's like, well, like I'm in a boot right now. Right. Right. And everyone's like, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? The more it's annoying because at this point I'm like, you motherfuckers should all know what happened at this point. Mm-hmm. I've, I've wore, <laughs> I wear the boot every two to three months right. for at least a week. It happens all the time. And then I got to explain to people and they're like, oh, the same injury. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The reality is I'm probably going to put the boot on in another two months anyway mm-hmm. if I don't get this fucking surgery. But right. I'm trying to delay the surgery as long as I can. So I'd rather have one week every three months where I feel like shit as opposed to having surgery and then I don't know how the fuck it's going to feel. It's true. It's true. It's like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. And then, you know, it's like, oh, you really need to get that surgery. Mm, Thanks, Captain Obvious. Or, you know, you should really slow down with the training. That's not going to happen. It's like, just, you know, stop. Sometimes people don't want advice. Sometimes they just want you to Uh, say, man, I hope that feels better. Thanks. That I appreciate. Your leg feels like shit. Hope it feels better. Thank you. You, with, especially with injuries you're yeah. exactly right because everybody listen everybody has their their noble intentions and i know that it's their hearts in the right place but just i know just I stop know. just shut up i know make sure you rest him sure, i know <laughs> i'm aware shut up. i'm not going to but i know I'm like shut up shut up shut up but, you know it, it's i've learned a lot about you know, the way I converse and the way I interact by listening yeah. to this podcast. I really think the podcast has made me a better person. Without but it takes discipline. It's knowing like you used like to have no moments. You used to have no patience for older people. And now you do, it seems. I have a ton. <laughs> I have a ton of patience for the geriatric Jews. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> you realize I'm fucking three years, uh, two years away from fucking Social Security. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. So you just turned 59. Well, in March, I'll be 60. So there you go. Well, March. I think I'm closer to 60 almost. Well, I'm going to, I said this to my wife. I'm going to say it to you. I'm laying in bed one night. I just turned 38. My birthday was a couple weeks ago. Right. And uh, I'm like, Steph, you know what's, and my wife is, she's like, she's out of it. She's ready to sleep. (laughs) I just want to fuck with her. I'm like, you know, I just turned 38. Right. But do you know that your birthday it's not you entering that year. It's the completion of that year. She's like, right. I was like, so I'm turning 38 years old, not because I'm 38. Really, it's because I'm, I've am i completed 38 years, right. which means I'm in my 39th year of life. She's That's like, true. Yeah. right. I was like, so my 38th birthday was like, <laughs> bye-bye 38, hello 39. Right. And I could see her wheels were going at this point. She's like... <laughs> What the fuck are you getting at? I was like, well, you, Glad turned, you brought it up. I go, you turned 39 in November, which really means you're entering your 40th year of life. So you're actually turning 40, 40. in November. Yes. She's like, is this what you fucking do at night? Just think of ways to piss me off. I'm like, that's, let me know how it is in the 40s. I was like, I'm going to be enjoying my young yes. 30s. She's like, well, I can tell you who's not getting laid tonight. I was like, honey, 
I knew that ship sailed the second you fucking. That's why I took couch. care of things in the shower <laughs> before we had this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, she didn't like that one. But it's like it's like a real thing. I'm like, so to that note, yes, you are actually already sixty. Yes, you're in your sixtieth year. My sixtieth year. It's wild. Fucking hey, it's wild. Woo! Crazy. I don't feel it though. No, I, you I don't do, look I it either. I feel fucking great. You fucking look great. Thank you, you feel brother. great. You you've got you're sharp <laughs> as a whip. Is it sharp right. as a whip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Or is it as quick as a whip? <laughs> They're a meta sharp whip. They're usually pretty dull. They just come fast. <laughs> One last thing on this whole discipline thing, because I'm really, really interested in this thing. To maintain the road, to stay disciplined, mm-hmm. you really, really have to recognize where the distractions are coming from. Mm. And obviously, like you said, this is when I come to the school, Mondays, Wednesdays, or whatever it happens to be. And you have to recognize that there will be these distractions. Always. Yeah. Some people purposely look for the distractions. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking that way. Getting back to the Instagram thing, I'm like, is that what's going on in my head? Yes. Here's why. Like, they look, what is it that's not making me do this? It's something new. It's something that takes a little bit of effort. Maybe. You don't know what's on the other side of it. How much effort is it going to take? People look for distractions because then when they don't get what they have, they can blame it on the distraction. Yeah. Bro, I would have been a black belt, but you know, I got a job and then I got a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, I could have been a world champ, but then, you know, like I hurt my ankle and it's like, dude, I get it. That's exactly what it is. I really wanted to focus on my music. It's like, all right, I get it. I got you, man. I get it. A lot of distractions. (laughs) All righty. Fun fact. According to the federal transit data, ridership is less than 70% of pre-COVID numbers. Is that true? You are you know the trains. Is less than 70%? So you're saying it's... Is less than 70% of pre-COVID numbers. So let's say COVID numbers were, I don't know, whatever it is. So if it, so like let's say COVID numbers were 100 people. So 30% down. Yeah. Oh, is that about right? That's 100%. Wow. I'm actually shocked that it's only 70%. Wow. Yeah. Is, is that... Like people not working in the offices anymore? or what's It's it? people not working in general and people not working in an office. Oh, wow. So now instead of having 1,600 people on one train going to I read to that York, and I said I had to ask you about that because no, it's That's like, 100% true. So now instead of having 1,600 people taking that express train into New York, uh-huh. well, now it's probably only, you know, eight 900 because the other half are staying work working from home two, three days a week. Right. I'm wow. surprised it's only 70%. That's nationwide though, so I'm yeah. sure I'm going to say it's a lot lower. <laughs> so when you get on the train, is it is is there such a thing as rush hour anymore? Or There is, but it's not. It's not what it used to be. No. I noticed that. There's seats. Like even when I drive on 287, it's like it's not as heavy duty no. as it. Well, it's funny because like a lot of these companies won't let you work from home on Monday or Friday. Because <laughs> um, you get the long weekends, yeah. Or... Or they'll only give you two days a week and people use Monday or Friday. Right. So I know that Wednesday is always the worst traffic day. Oh, really? Always. Oh, wow. Wednesday's the worst. Monday's empty. Friday's empty. empty. Right. Tuesday, Thursday, touch and go. But Wednesdays, I'm like, yep, motherfucking traffic. Holy shit. The parkway always sucks, though. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter what time, especially what day, in between like West Orange shit. and the uh, and and the Meadowlands area. Oh, which well, I drive I drive to Maplewood twice okay. a week now. Okay, and it sucks. 
Because you do you grab seventy eight? I don't want to get into this whole discussion on on air, but basically, I take New Jersey Turnpike to the Parkway. Okay, alrighty, yeah. I would probably take seventy eight over to there to the Parkway and then yeah. down. But anyway, anyway, sucks ass. It does. Oh, All right, I have a nineties and a double O's history quiz. Oh fuck, this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be good. Though. Yeah, everyone's gonna Let's find out how dumb can. I am. Okay, Clinton had sex with who? Mm, Paula Dean. Aside from Holly, aside from Hillary, Paula. <laughs> I should girl. Say, not who, Paula Dean. What's her name? Paula. Well, no, no, it was Paula Jones. But who is the girl in the in the Oval Office? Come on, dude. He did not have sexual relations with that woman, <laughs> right? Her okay. name is Monica Lewinsky, and it was a blowjob. Not. <laughs> okay, you got that right. What was the first sheep that was cloned? So you, you had a name. Yeah, I know. God. And the name was something super fucking generic, too, yeah. like George. Well, it was a girl's name, actually. It was it like Jen? It was Dolly. Dolly. I remember yeah. that. I remember when they cloned that sheep. What they're year? Still, wait, they're still cloning people. Dude. I'm sure. 100%. I'm sure. It's happening. What year was the first World Trade Center bombing? Mm, I want to say nine. Ooh, hold on. 94? 93. Damn. Good guess. That was close. Good. I knew it was 93, 94. Because right. Biggie talked about it and Biggie died in 96. <laughs> well, yeah. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. It's true. I love it when you throw hip hop <laughs> shit at me and I look at you with like a, like a fucking deer with the, in the headlights. <laughs> what? I just eat sardines for dinner. Nah, I'm in the limelight because I rhymed tight. <laughs> what country was Nelson Mandela imprisoned in? South Africa. Right. How long was he in jail? This is fucked up. So for years, I thought it was 18 years because I used to make a joke about it. And I'd say that when I was 18 years old, I stopped wearing underwear. Right. And I was like, my balls were like Nelson Mandela. After 18 years, I freed them. But I found out that I was actually. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. I was like, That's hilarious. <laughs> this is me at 17. So, uh, so, but then I found out that I was wrong and it was actually yeah. longer. Fuck yeah. Um, I believe it's, I want to say 21 or 24 years. 27. 27. Can you Fuck! Exactly. Fuck! Your, your life is gone. Fucked up. Gee, speaking of someone who spent a lot of time in jail, uh, Charles Manson follower just got out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that she got parole. 53, 53 years. 53 years. I saw that. Damn. God. I Strange. What, I wonder what she remembers. <laughs> all right. Where are all, there are six Disney parks. Mm -hmm. Six in the world. Where are they located? There's China. Okay, Shanghai. There's it's actually two in China. Really? Yeah. Shanghai and Tokyo? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Tokyo's Japan. Tokyo's I'm a Japan, fucking idiot. But there is one there too. So now you're up to three. So I'm up to three, even though I only said two. Right. Um, <laughs> I know there's one in Europe. Well, you got the two in the United States. Yeah, you got Disneyland in California. You got Disney World in Anaheim uh, and in Orlando. In Orlando. Okay. Where's the sixth one? Let me think about this for a second. You're right. It is in Europe. It's by the way. European because I remember there was a big deal. Some guy proposed and then someone like, like one of the security guards ran over and fucking kicked him off the stage that he was standing on. <laughs> by the way, there's somebody listening to this right now or whenever it gets posted and like, it's fucking bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, like it, it's not London. It's yeah. not like the UK. No. Nah. It's not Italy. Nope. 
I want to say Germany. Nope. Gay Paris. Ah, there it is. Fuck, brother. that's the one where they kicked him off. That's it makes right. sense. Now I'm looking like, yeah, there's a real fat dude in a fucking tight white shirt. I'm like, yeah, some Parisian It's shit. always a fat dude. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> he didn't realize he was fat, though. That was the problem. Okay. There are currently four General Motors models of cars. What are they? Four? Yeah. GM. All right. I'm going to go with Chevy. One. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll give you another one. Cadillac. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a car guy. Buick and GMC. Oh, fuck. I would have never guessed. For Buick. extra points, you know which ones were eliminated, though? Which ones were eliminated? Yeah. God. Remember, what, what? remember the Saturns? Oh, yeah. Eliminated. Oldsmobile? Gone. Pontiac. Oh, my God. And Hummers. They got rid of. <laughs> That's of the worst I, one. Of course, I got. Yeah. Keep those Hummers, baby. I gonna... Wow. I, I, I'll, uh, I bought a Hummer. Yes. <laughs> uh, minimum wage in 1995 was $5.15. What is it now? In New Jersey? I guess. Or let's just say the national average. Oh, I don't know what the national average. It's got to be around 11, 12 bucks. $7.25. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> is that crazy? Is that fucked up? Dude, the minimum wage in New Jersey right now is like $13 an hour. When I graduated college, the minimum wage was four bucks. Four, four, four and a quarter or something like that. And that's, it's only $7 now? That pisses me off. Of course. I'm going to tell you why. Not because it's $7. Okay. Because it's $14 here. Oh, is that? <laughs> You're right. right. It's not good for the economy. I know. To raise the minimum wage too high. Okay, so there And I are... don't want to get into it where people talk about like, everybody deserves to make a wage that can pay their life. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, no. There are five, the five highest minimum wage states. If you can name a few of them. Go. <laughs> New Jersey. Okay. New Jersey is actually number six. Really? Yeah. California. Cali is number one. New York. Uh, New York is number uh, seven, actually, on this list. So California is definitely number one. California, Connecticut. Connecticut, Vermont. No. It's, Ill- all, it's all fucking blue states. <laughs> exactly. Illinois, Massachusetts, and Washington. Shocker. <laughs> what department was established after 9-11? Homeland Security. Bingo. Okay. Uh, let's see. George W., Beat which Democrats? Uh, John Kerry. Right. And Al Gore. There you go. Oh, buddy. my God. Well, You're killing did, it now. did he really beat Al Gore, though? Right. A lot yeah. of ballots went missing. Yeah. The whole hanging chads. Hanging chads, absolutely. Bad. It's wild. He strategized it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine... It all came down to Florida, and who was the governor there? Oh, his brother. Yep, Jebly. <laughs> Jebly. That's why it cracks me up when Democrats are like, there's no way there was <laughs> right. any manipulation of the vote. It's like, homeboy, <laughs> you guys were saying the exact opposite thing 12 years ago. Holy shit. We all know this shit's fucking rigged. Nine countries have nukes. Which ones are they? Nine countries. I'm going to go with North Korea. You're right, yeah. Uh, the United States of ass kicking. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with Russia. Yeah. I'm gonna go with China. That's four. Uh, I'm gonna go. Mm, pardon me, wants to say Cuba, but I'm not nope. sure. We got four. Uh, Germany. Nope. Damn. Two of them are in Europe. 
I'll give you that. Italy? No. <laughs> Boy, you're really off on this. Yeah, England and France. That's six. I feel, you know what it is with that question? I feel like it's such an obvious answer to pink England and France. Right. Definitely England. <laughs> right. But I'm like, let me guess fucking Italy. Those motherfuckers, they don't got no What nukes. the fuck? Uh, the other three are Pakistan, India, and my peeps. Oh, your people too? Israel. It's Israel, baby. I mean, don't fuck with us. Israel has nukes. Germany, not so much. Exactly. If they breathe wrong, Berlin is the vaporized. <laughs> All righty. Let's talk about celebrity deaths. When did Michael Jackson die? Michael Jackson died for 13 years ago. 14 oh, years really ago. Know. 13 Holy years shit. ago. It was June 26th. Holy shit. 2009. 2009. I wow. When did Prince die? Ask me how I know. How do you know? He died on my sister's birthday. Oh, is that the deal? <laughs> and we were uh, on the way to AC for her 21st. Holy shit. Because they played bangers that night. Fucking A, man. Uh, when did uh, Prince die? When did Prince die? Ooh, I feel like I should know this. I don't know. Oh, 2016. Like Damn, I was close. I was when did say. Whitney Houston die? Ooh, this one I should know. I, was I just saw her this one. Whitney Houston died. She died after Michael. Yeah. 212. 2012. Rick James. 2004. He, oh, my God. I was going to say Rick James. Long was time. Like, almost wow, 20 years almost ago. Almost 20 years. Yeah. Lisa Left Eye. Oh, she died in 2001. Close, 202. Damn. Uh, I knew it was my junior year of high school. Luther Vandross. Oh, God. I can't believe all these great people died. Such when a was bummer. Luther? 205. Wow. You know what it is? I hear some of these names. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when he died. It wasn't that long ago. And it's like, oh, time flies. Yeah, fucking A. It, it really, really does. Okay. Uh, let's see. John. DMX. Yeah, he died recently, though, right? He died like a few died, years ago. He died last year. Wow, bummer. Uh, Tim McVeigh got executed in 2001 for what? The Oklahoma City bombing. Right. Space shuttle. When the Columbia one, when did it explode? In, do you remember what year? The Columbia one, I believe that exploded in 2002. Three. Wow, how did you know that? That's... It was my senior year of high school. Oh, was that the deal? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you what happened. Tell me, bro. We were in class. Okay. And our teacher brought it up. She's like, how does every... She goes, how does everyone feel about this? Would you define this as a tragedy? Oh, wow. Very Senior year of high school, very open conversation. And of course, everyone's like, of course it's a tragedy. <laughs> right. Of course. I raised my hand and I was like, No. It's not a tragedy. Wow. It's very sad, but it's not a tragedy. Right. And my teacher looked at me with like a smile on her face. She goes, please tell us, Miguel. And then here's all the fucking liberal motherfuckers like, <laughs> why would you say that? Why would you say that? I was like, here's why it's not a tragedy. Because they're going into fucking outer space. Right. And death is a very real possibility. Right. They make one mistake in any measurement, any bolt, anything is slightly fucking off That's as they're is. shooting a rocket into outer space. Yep. Guess what happens? You fucking die. Yep. So while it sucks that they died and it's sad and it breaks my heart, it is not a tragedy. It is very totally much a you. possibility. Same thing with those guys that went down to the Titanic. So then I come back and I was like, 9-11 was a tragedy. 
because these people were having their fucking morning coffee ready to open the stock market and live their day. How did you have they this kiss at this, this age? Because I, I was a moron at this age. I lived my life very black and white. Wow. Yeah. No, but you had that, like, you could say it. Like, I, I would have been, like, mumbling like a moron. No, this is just how I was. <laughs> and I would always stay very quiet. And this one teacher, Miss Cohen in particular, because I would tell her how I felt after class. Right. She'd be like, why don't you say this? And I'd tell her, I'm like, because they don't want to hear what I have to say. And these kids are going to fucking get on me. And it's going to make my life a living right, hell. Right, right. She's like, I need you to be open. I need you to be open. Teachers love those kind of kids. And she would just poke the bear until I'd eventually just fucking explode. I'm like, you guys are all fucking idiots. You're be- you believe it's a tragedy because CNN told you it's a tragedy. Yeah. It's not. What is a tragedy? Right. And then she actually pulled out the dictionary and she defined a tragedy. She's like, so now let me ask you again. Is this a tragedy? Wow. Very cool. I love it. Miss Cohen, she was the fucking best. Name the last three popes. Uh, Pope John. Pope Andrew, Pope Peter. None are None. correct. Goddamn. <laughs> John Paul II, Pope Benedict. I said Pope John. John Paul, come on. John Paul II, Benedict the Sixteenth. John Paul II is the older white dude that was always the fucking From Poland. Pope. Benedict's the one that fucking resigned, right? He was the Ratzinger. Yeah, yeah. he's from Germany. He's like, shit, we're fucking a lot of kids. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I saw the evidence and I'm resigning. He's like, there's no way you can paint this in a right light. I got to get the You don't have a German here. accent? No, he's like, this. He's like, we might have fucked the Jews bad, but <laughs> we have fucked the children harder. <laughs> That's Russian. No, no, no. I got a fucking German accent. <laughs> I'll work on it just for We you. have ways of dealing with you people. Yes. It's a finger in the butthole. <laughs> I'm resigning now. I understand what's going on with you people. Bro, that was brutal. When you see those movies about that, like the documentaries and all the information, how they just move the priests around. Uh, well. Yikes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to talk about, you know, your kind. It's not. Hey. When my kind talk about your kind, we're, we, we have a lot less numbers. So I don't, I don't really like. Well, when my kind talk about your kind, we fucking lose our bank accounts and can't make any more movies. <laughs> we don't have much. We don't have much. Just, just let us have Hollywood. All right. <laughs> Katrina occurred in what year? Hurricane Katrina happened in 2005. Damn. I, like, all I remember about that was uh, something, I forget, was it Kanye? Was busting George Bush? Hilarious. That was the year I had my back surgery, so I was watching it while uh, taking Percocets, and Geraldo Rivera was there. I'm like, this motherfucker's what? everywhere. What? Okay. What? I'm like, no. I'm like, yo, that doesn't look good, all those fucking what? people around the Superdome. Yeah, what? What's was, going on over there? It was bad, dude. When you want, okay. like, when you hear the stories about what happened in the oh, Superdome, it's fucked up. By the way, it's like I was down in New Orleans. Uh, I think it was like two eighteen, something like that, two seventeen. They're still like rebuilding that area. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, fucked up. Uh, as a big Apple fan, we can send eight billion dollars to Ukraine, but we can't fucking build up New Orleans. I think it's even more than that. I think it's like a hundred billion. That's fucking fucking. Let's idiots. talk about fucking that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, since I'm a huge fan of Apple, mm. uh, name the top five Apple products. Of all time? Just now, you know, like what's 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 selling right now? Their top five products. I think their, their number one product is definitely the iPhone. iPhone, yeah. Without a doubt. Um, then I'm going to go with their watch at number two. That's number four. No, really, number four. Yeah, baby. 
Um, is there a MacBook number two? Mac is number two. Okay, I got one right here. And Madama. Um, let me see. iPad number three. Number three. There you go. You got the watch. Number four. And what's number five? The AirTags. Very close. The pods. The oh, things. the ear things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are so fucking stupid. <laughs> they look cool, I think. Steph got me an AirTag for my birthday. Yeah, I got the same. Yeah, because I always lose my keys. <laughs> I tried attaching it to Freddy to see if I, you know, if I lose them, I, I would do it. Yeah. The problem is, is that it doesn't like track it immediately. Like if you have keys, they'll stay in the same spot. Yes. With a dog that just keeps sniffing around and running around. Yeah, it can't, it can't, you can't track pinpoint it. it. Exactly. It's all over the place. Yeah, poor Freddy had the bad thing today. Got a little bloody. Ooh. He was running. He loves running with this other dog. Yeah. There's a big husky on the other side of the fence. He's running with it. And somehow, some way, I guess he just <laughs> didn't look up and he smacked it right into the pole. And uh, he was bleeding around his mouth. Oh, poor little poor guy. Freddy. All right. Since it was just Father's Day, somewhat recently, hmm. what were your three favorite gifts you've gotten for Father's Day? You can include your birthday, too. Hmm. That's the big question, my friend. Of all time? Yeah, of all time. What are your three favorite gifts you got? I'll tell you right now. This year alone, I really love the socks that Steph got me. Oh, Steph I like those got too. Me, yeah, those Steph, are cool. Yeah, she got me two pairs of socks, and my kids made me these drawings. I got to bring them into the school. And they wrote, like, I love you, Daddy, and then they made little stick figures of us. Right. And, you know, Steph then took that picture sent it to some company or sent a picture to a company and they put those pictures on the socks. Oh, I like that. So it's like, that's I love cool. you, dad, dad, Juliana. Uh, like, I love so you, dad. And when you put daddy. them on, you feel so good. Oh, I fucking on. love it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, my fucking kids did this. Right. It's like, I'm with them. Right. Uh, that's number one. Your stinking foot is like smelling it all up, but it's oh, like, dude. there's still a lot of love yeah, there. Yeah, so much love. Um, <laughs> my sister got me two awesome polos from the Roosevelt's. Um, what are the Roosevelt's? They make like those funky t-shirt, like oh, funky okay. uh, button okay. downs. All right, yeah. So the one is Rocco's Modern Life, which I, I love absolutely love. Rocco's Modern it's, Life. It's Rocco's That's Polo. A great shirt. I love it. Wow. And the other one is a is a Joker one. So it's a purple polo with okay. a green collar and the Joker emblem on it. I love that. And then, oh, and then my mom got us a new outdoor speaker for the pool, which oh, I gotta tell you, I fucking love You're it. it. Wow. It is Samsung, so it links up to the phone mm-hmm. effortlessly. It is super loud, and I'm just out there in my Speedo, <laughs> hanging out by the pool, wearing my fucking aviators and American flag headband, living the fucking dream. You really are, by the way. I, yeah, saw, the, I saw the video you posted. Yeah, it's it's like, very much uh, I'm having, very cool. I'm living the life. <laughs> you know who looks like she's having the life, too, is Simona. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's all over the place. She's all over the place. Good for her, though. She's taking her daughter all these places. That's that's Making what I memories. love. I love that's it. what I love, man. I mean, just she's. I'm I'm a huge fan of hers. I really like yeah. her. She's not scared to have those tough conversations. <laughs> no, she's not. No. And then, but you know what though? You can have those conversations. Well, here's to you, Simone. We both like you. Yeah, and then you have those conversations, but she doesn't like hold it against you. It's like she understands like we had. A she conversation. has a European attitude as far as that goes. Like she ha- she knows that life can be tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. And, and and she's put up with some horse shit. Yeah, in she life definitely too. has. Definitely has. And she's just a, a good human being. She's but awesome. she's having fun and I like to see that. Yeah, I love having her here. She's the best. Yeah, she went to this place called the Dream Hotel and I'm looking at these pictures. I'm like, that is really cool. Yeah. I bet I the wish I was living I wish I was living that kind of life. Place called the Dream. I bet the prices were a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Asta, baby. Later, guys. <laughs>